This is the Vancouver Giants pregame show. Turnover, now a pass forward on side. Lysel scores! A post at one end and a goal at the other. Zach Ostopchuk sends the Giants home winners. Taking you up to puck drop on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Welcome to a packed banquet hall here at the Langley Event Center. I am Greg Ballack here with your pregame show for White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey along with Dan O'Connor and Bill Wilms as we're getting set for game four of the first round series between the Vancouver Giants and the Everett Silvertips. Everett, a 2-1 series lead coming into this one. Giants stole that game one victory in overtime in Everett, but they're looking to tie the series up here tonight. Dan, Bill, what are the keys to tonight's game? Well, Greg, nice to see you back yeah. here, my friend. Nice to be in a packed banquet hall. Want to uh, just say thank you on behalf of the Vancouver Giants for all of you for coming out and supporting this team. And hopefully you'll be treated to a, uh, a very exciting game here tonight as the Giants facing a, uh, a pivotal Game 4 matchup at home, an opportunity to hold serve on home ice and a chance to turn a best-of-seven series into a best-of-three if they are able to win this game. So it's nice to see you out here. We appreciate mm -hmm. you joining us here in the Banquet Hall. Um, Greg, there's a lot of keys, and, and I think that if you look at this series so far, it, it boils down to a few key points. Um, the, the start, for sure, has to, has to be better for, for the Giants. They've been outscored 9 nothing in the first period in this series. Yeah. You take the first period away, and the Giants are outscoring the Everett Silvertips in the series. But that 9 nothing advantage in the first period is a pretty vast discrepancy, and, and I think it's certainly a big reason for the Silvertips' success so far in the series. You double down on the fact that it's not just the three games so far, guys, in the series where the Giants have surrendered the first goal against. All seven meetings now during the season, regular season playoffs, Everett has scored the first goal, and this team has a penchant for scoring early goals in games. That doesn't help very much. And then just sort of an odd thing. Yes, it's a 2-1 series. Yes, the Giants have a victory, but the Giants have not had a lead for a single second of the series. Yeah. And yet, it's a 2-1 series, and they're a victory away from making this a best-of-three series. So... Um, to me, it's all about the start tonight. It's all about the first period. It's all about um, forcing the Everett Silvertips to do something this series that they have not yet had to do, and that's play from behind against the Vancouver Giants. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done, Bill, sure, but it, to me, it's a gaping key tonight for Game 4 at home for this team. Yeah, you, you, there are some positives that you want to take out of the first three games. And, and, and for me, uh, as I was looking at the stuff we're talking about, um, there's some stuff that's hard to figure out. You take a look at the, the top two lines, the, the top line for Vancouver and the top line for the Everett Silvertips. Almost even. Uh, Lysel, Hall, and Ostopchuk have got 17 points. The top three guys for the Everett Silvertips have got 20 a key for me was going to be how does Vancouver's top-scoring defenseman, how does he match up with Everett's top-scoring defenseman? Alex Cotton, a goal and four assists, five points. Olin Zellweger, a goal and four assists, five points. Vancouver power play, six for 19. Everett power play, four for 17. And then when you go to the depth forwards, when you take a look at the scoring, 
other than those top three players on each line. The next, what we call depth forwards, Lanko, Lipinski, and Semenik have all got one goal each, and that's it. That's three. The same thing with the Everett Silvertips. They've got three. Ng has got two. Gude has got one. Swetlikov's got one. Even up? That's, you know, it's, it's almost even. But the bottom line is the even strength goals, Dan, and I can't put my finger on it precisely. Um, Everett's got 13 times they've scored on even strength Vancouver 4. Last game in this building, I thought the Everett Silvertips were physically stronger in the Vancouver Giants zone than the other way around. And I thought they dominated. They took over time and they took over space. And what happens is they start creating confusion the Vancouver, the Everett Silvertip forwards, when they create confusion in the Vancouver Giants zone, guess what happens? The whole team collapses because you don't want to be chasing. And as soon as you collapse around your net, Everett finds those open spaces that the collapsing Vancouver five-man unit has left open. And they exploit that beautifully, whether it's Hofer, whether it's Hootenin, uh one of the things, I'm understanding there's going to be a pretty good crowd here tonight, but Vancouver this year has not established a home ice superiority. They've got 10 wins on home ice. I mean, that's the fewest in, in 20 years. They haven't yet got to a place where this belongs to Vancouver. Um, it's almost that it sort of sometimes works the opposite, and they become a little bit more... Concerned. Remember now, COVID last year, they never played a game in this building, that group. Mm -hmm. The year before the season was shortened, they didn't play a full season. They had, I think, 18 wins on home ice that year. So uh, it's hard for me to put my finger on exactly what's happened, but Vancouver, to your point, has given up the first goal. They've never led. Uh, they've been behind after period one three times. They've been behind after period two three times. And when you're playing catch-up, you got all kinds of problems. And, and Dan, honest to goodness, um, the team goaltending for Vancouver, when you combine, you know, Gursky and Vikman, boy, 8-4-1, uh, that's not good enough in the playoffs. And, you know, you can say there's many reasons and guys aren't getting help for the reason that I said I'm conflicted. I don't know. I don't know what Vancouver team is going to show up tonight. Um, I still think it's doable. We used that word the other night with a split in Everett. They came back here and we said, hey, this team feels like they can do it. I still think it's that way, but I don't know. Some of the statistics, what I'm pulling out of this, when I think of the play that's happening, um, it is. Uh, it's 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 going to be magical if they put it all together like they have a number of times this year. The the home ice advantage piece and the the crowd piece, Bill, that you alluded to. I I think the first ten minutes of a playoff game when you're at home, it, like if you flip the script and you look at what it was like in Everett or what it was like in Prince Albert, what it was like in Victoria, the first ten minutes of a game on the road, you know as the road team, okay, we need to tread water, we need to survive the early push, that early momentum boost that the home team gets because of their crowd and because of the, just the sheer fact that they are on home ice. 
The first 10 minutes on Wednesday, Bill, were there for the taking. I think halfway through the period, there were only three total shots on goal. The Vancouver Giants and Everett Silvertips were right there. But there wasn't a big enough boost for the Giants. What wasn't anything that really galvanized them in the first 10 minutes that, that maybe got them that early power play or that early real good juicy look on the goal. Everett then scores first, and then all of a sudden you, you're, the sails are deflated a little bit, and, and now you're chasing the game and chasing that one nothing deficit. It fast became 2 nothing, and then we sort of know how it went 3 nothing after the first period. So I look at tonight and the opening 5 to 10 minutes, especially with a larger crowd expected, hoping, looking, and predicting even that the Vancouver Giants are going to benefit from that. Well, it, and it, it has to be a good start, obviously. You can't be chasing the game over and over and over again. Um, and remember, they did come from behind two goals three times in Everett. But, Greg, something you, you can watch for mm-hmm. as you're with us on the broadcast, last game for me, Olin Zellweger, um, defenseman for this Everett Silvertip team that every team that plays against Everett talks about this 18-year-old kid. How he comes out of his own zone with the puck and how he passes it out of his own zone. He had one turnover in the first period last game. And what ultimately happens, Greg, is he was getting pucks out of his own zone into the Vancouver zone, and that's where their big guys got pucks behind our defense. We haven't got pucks behind their defense enough. Your offense, and the reason they say we've got to get pucks deep, you'll hear every guy say that, right? There's a website called Getting Pucks Deep. The reason is you want your offense to get behind their defense so you can create something. Uh, way more often that happened in our zone, in the Vancouver Giants zone, than the other way around. And then, you know, as I said, bottom line, 13 even strength goals to four. That's, that, to me, is the biggest difference. Yeah, it can't all just be about the special teams. And, exactly. And, you know, one guy who's had a lot of success scoring in this series so far for the Giants has been Adam Hall. He's got almost half of the team's goals in the series so far. Who else in your mind, guys, do you feel like needs to step it up, needs to get going and get some goals on the scoreboard? I know uh, Lysel is doing his uh, his job with all the assists that he's been racking up. But who do you feel like is, is close but needs to start burying their chances? Uh, I look at the the trio tonight, or, or maybe the duo of Ty Thorpe and Justin Lees. Um, Colton Lanko is the left winger on that line. Mm -hmm. Um, Those three for sure need to be looked to. And and then even the the trio beneath them, Jaden Lipinski, Ethan Semenek, or Kyle Bocek. I phrased a, a very similar question, Greg, to Michael Dick before the game, and his answer was, hey, it doesn't even have to be one versus the other. Uh, whichever of those two lines feels up to the task, we'll take it. That That's just sort of where this team is at right now when it comes to secondary scoring. <coughs> Pardon me, guys, but Ty Thorpe hit a crossbar in game three. Um, he's got the speed. He's certainly got the ability to go to the hard areas of the ice to score. Justin Lees was better in game three, Bill, but I, I need something from that line mm-hmm. offensively. Lord knows they're going to be tasked with a lot of big defensive minutes. They're going to start the game tonight against Hofer, Wright, and Hootenin. But if, if the Giants tonight can get something from a Ty Thorpe or a Justin Lees, I think it bodes very well for them. Well, and that is obviously going to be a, a factor. But the thing that concerns me about guys that um, are, you know, and, and, and for every team in the playoffs, for every coach, 
You, you know, the, the guys that give you a problem are the guys that get multiple points in a game and then disappear for 10. Uh, and then multiple points in a game and disappear for a couple. Um, and, and every team's got those guys. You, you think, wow, we got two points. This is great. We maybe even got three. You have to bring that consistency. This is what Zach Ostopchuk brings. This is what Fabian Lysel brings. Uh, you know, that, that whole line has is, is just been so, so consistent. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a big ask to take the number one against number eight and have your secondary scorers be your key guys. It just, it just doesn't happen a lot. You're going to have to get, and it hasn't happened yet, you're the goaltending guy. We haven't had a Vancouver Giant as, a, as one of the three stars of the goaltender in any game for... I'm going to go back to March 4th when Vikman got hurt. You have to have goaltending in the playoffs. And, you know, I mean, the kid at the other end, Holt, was pretty good the other night. We might have missed him in the three stars. Uh, but, but he was good, and that's the goaltending that you've got to get. Uh, a nine-two-four save percentage for Braden Holt in this series, and, and yes, now Mike repeat Kinnan. that nine-two-four. That's impressive. Sixty-one saves on sixty-six shots faced so far in the series for Braden Holt. Yeah, and that's that's a must. And as much as you want to talk about getting Jesper Weichman back being a big bonus, you know his save percentage in the series eight thirty-nine. I know it's a small sample size, but you'd like to see that a little bit higher around the nine hundred. Uh, but but Greg, the the sample size is small, yeah. but it. You haven't got time in playoffs to build a sample size. No. You've you got to be good right away. It's now or never. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it is now or never. And that's yeah. why we said this so many times. Goaltenders get their reputation in the playoffs. When you think back, when I think back of the playoff series that I've been involved in over the years, I'm thinking, wow, that the story of that series was a goaltender. Well, most upsets when you think back to it. Our, a goalie is involved in some way. Uh, wasn't Bennington in the NHU? What did he do there with St. Louis? That well, they came back impressive. big time in the regular season when they, they had they, him, they were but. They were 30th at yeah. Christmas. Wow. Well, and, that's my point. And came back and, and won the Stanley Cup. You have that's, – that's why the intensity is – I've said it – many, many times. It's so ramped up, not because the play is more intense, the consequences are so intense yeah. of what mistakes you make. This is now playoffs because you're to a position that's already under the spotlight and microscope. You, you kind of add another layer when it's playoff time. And, and you see it, you know, people watching NHL playoffs, the same thing. Every goal is scrutinized so much and I think you get every that. Mistake. Every mistake is, is under as well. So uh, it's a fun time to be a goalie, but also a very nervous time. If you're a, a first time uh, in, in the playoffs for, for Vikman, his experience, it's, uh, it can be a little nerve-wracking. So, you know, you, you hope he figures it out for this, this game four. How because, nervous might he be? How ner- Let me ask you this. How nervous might any goaltender be in playoffs? And, and then a two-part question. How strong do you have to feel you are to be the last man standing. Well, goaltending, a lot of it comes down to confidence and, and how you're feeling, you know, in, in the previous week that you've played. You know, a lot of it is how you're trending. And uh, a playoff game, if you're not nervous, then there's something wrong. <laughs> As a goalie, you need to feed off that energy, that nervous energy, and, and put that towards your performance because that's why you play the position. That's why people sign up to be goaltenders because you want to be... They love the equipment. <laughs> that's, that's usually how it starts. But yeah, when, when you continue on that path of being a goaltender, 
you live for games like this. You you want to be the person in the spotlight that has the pressure. And and being nervous for me is a good thing. That means you're excited. You're ready to go. So if he's not nervous, that would be a problem in my eyes. Do we see a goaltender in the three stars for the first time in the series? It, it just feels like it's trending in that direction. The series, I mean, they, they've been you know high scoring games. All three games of the series have, have featured. You know, just doing the quick math in my head, I think nine goals, of course, combined in game one. Seven, game three, two, game ten two. Ten goals. Yeah. In, in, in Nine goals, ten goals, eight goals in the series so far, guys, between mm-hmm. these two teams. I, I just, I think sheer logic would suggest that maybe we're due for a, a 2-1, 3-2 style of game. And, and guys, if, if the Vancouver Giants are going to win tonight, I think it kind of has to be yeah. a game like that particularly against an Everett team that, you know, you take away Svetlikov, you take away Berezowski, you take away some of these gunners. They have had no problem finding the offense, uh, particularly that trio of Hootenin, Hofer, and, and Jacob Wright. To, th- this game, I think, tonight screams 30-plus saves for Jesper Weichmann yeah. in, in a 2-1-3-2 win in order to tie the series. Yeah, the mistakes... Uh that you make in your own zone defensively. Michael Dick has talked about it ad nauseum. It, it's, it's the, you know, the layers of defense. Uh, when they break down, when, when, when something breaks down structurally, you can't, you can't hang Weichmann out to dry and say, hey, we've screwed up. We've done something wrong here. Make us a save. You've got to make Hootenin, for example, can't, can't get into a spot where he can shoot the puck as hard and as well as he does, uncontested. Now, having said that, one of my keys to the game, Dan, tonight is, and I've seen it, we've seen it happen, I've noticed it every time, when Vancouver plays defensively with quick sticks, those sticks that that take away time and space, but, boy, when they're on their heels and they get the stick back close to their legs, close to their feet, when the opposing team's got the puck and you're just watching instead of, closing gaps and getting deflections. Take a look at how many pucks are deflected a Vancouver player up into the netting. I'll tell you, if Vancouver has 10 of those this game, they got a shot at winning. Yeah. That, that's a simple thing to watch for. Whether it's the defenseman putting it up in the stands or Jesper Weichmann himself putting it up in or the stands. Or a forward blocking yeah. a puck or something that, puck, that puck cannot yeah. end up on the net. No, I agree. And, and getting back to Dan's point about uh, the type of game that it needs to be in order... Uh, for the Giants to succeed and for Vikman to be into the stars, I think I think if the Giants win this game, Vikman has to be a star. Uh, I, think I with, couldn't agree with, with, you the, more. with the offense that Everett has. You can suppress them yeah. as much as you can. They're still going to get opportunities. You're still going to need Vikman to have a good game. Guys, a lot has been made for Everett about Nico Hootenin in this series, and deservedly so. I mean, look at what he's done. He's got nine points in three games. He's got a two-point game, a four-point game, and a three-point game. But Dennis Williams called Ryan Hofer the driver of that line. And and I admit, coming into this series, a lot of my attention doing the prep, of course you have to focus on Zellweger, of course you're going to focus on Svetlikov, focus on Seeley, Nico Hootenin with with 30-plus goals in the season. But Ryan Hofer, I think very quickly to me, guys, has become sort of the the secret tonic of the series for the Everett Silvertips. Uh, Two points in each of the games so far in this series for Ryan Hofer. 
But, Bill, you're, you're big on, on guys who, who sort of do it the hard way in the WHL. Was never drafted to the Western Hockey League. Um, signed as a 17-year-old with Everett. A rookie 18-year-old in the Western Hockey League with the Everett Silvertips. A rookie last season. I think he had nine points in their bubble season. This season... 25 goals in the regular season for Ryan Hofer, 25 goals, 53 points, and he's doing terrific things in the playoffs. Um, does that, the question I, I pose to you is, is that kind of season worth a sixth round pick or a seventh round pick on a 19-year-old? We saw Jordan Martin get drafted at 19. You saw Brett Leeson get drafted out of the WHL at 19. It does happen. Is Ryan Hofer putting forth a season like that that's going to force an NHL team to take notice? Well, I'll tell you, the answer to that is depends on who you talk to. Um, scouts are very shy about showing their cards. They're not going to say, this kid is, you know, we're really looking at somebody. I mean, our media room is packed sometimes with scouts, and they're not sharing a whole lot of positive information. If you like a kid, you're not going to say very many good things about him. I've heard scouts say, hey, this, this guy or that guy will never be past an American Hockey League player. And having said that, I'm always impressed at how well they identify those kind of players. But then in their mind, this guy's saying, well, okay, <laughs> it's not an American. We want him, and we, we're going to take him in the NHL. Who's around me? Who's over my left shoulder? <laughs> and, and, you know, loose lips sink ships. Absolutely. So with Hofer, you, you just don't know. The, the biggest thing for me is that he's motivated. I mean, this guy's really motivated to play. There's a reason where Ryan Hofer is is going to play hard because, to your point, Dan, there's an opportunity for him to sign a professional contract. And I said this ad nauseum. For me, the older guys in your lineup always come playoff time. How motivated are they? You know, who is looking at you know, playing college hockey, you know, for that wonderful scholarship program that WHL has. Who's looking at, you know, a pro contract? That, that was one thing about we, we've seen that over and over again, whether it's a Bowen Byram, who obviously was drafted so high, or maybe an Alex Kanek-Liepert and a, and a Tristan Nielsen. They played last year. It was unfortunate. They only played 24 games. No playoffs. And they, they wanted to get an NHL or an American Hockey League contract. They both did. That's motivation. How good would those guys look on this team right now? It's, it's, it's so much about motivation, too. And to your point, Hofer, Hootenen was the last player taken in yeah. the National Hockey League draft. Not the last player taken by Tampa Bay. He was the last player selected. <laughs> I mean, motivation. What, what do they call that in the NFL? Ma, ma, they've called, they call it Mr. Irrelevant. That's who it is. But, but, but Nico Hootenen has been extremely relevant <laughs> in this series. And uh, well, too relevant. Yes, I, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you know, he, he. I think he was drafted. Sometimes these guys over in Europe are drafted from leagues that nobody knows anything about. Right. You know, might be a really good junior B player, and you know what? He's got size. He can skate. He plays a North American game. You don't go over there and scout yourself. You have to have connections. And this kid, I think, probably. Well, obviously. Uh, Captain Obvious flew under the radar. He may be the steal of the draft. That, that, that's how impressive Well, you get anyone is. that late in the draft who has any prospects of playing in the league, I think you've done your job as a scout. Well, what by the way, what, what, talking, if I can, real quick, sure. about Bantam, uh, Bantam drafts now. Uh, the kid playing in goal against Vancouver 
comes the last round in the draft, teams start passing. Yeah. And until every team has passed, it just keeps going. It keeps going. They took this guy in the in the twelfth round. They took one more pick after that too. But what's interesting is Kyle Bocek got taken in the same in the same round, number twenty three for Vancouver. So you got a couple guys, and and who would have thought that a twelfth round pick would be a starting goaltender for the a team that is first place in the Western Hockey League? Uh, name another WHLer from the hockey hotbed of Bozeman, Montana. I'll wait. <laughs> I, I I played with an All American at North Dakota from Great Falls, Montana. Would have been in the National Hockey Got killed in a car accident, unfortunately, in the summer after his senior year at North Dakota. Uh, yeah, Terry Casey, we've mailed my oldest boys named after him, was a phenomenal. In fact, they've retired his number, I think. I want to say with the U.S., not the U.S. Olympic team, because he was on their Olympic team, but one of their national teams, they've retired number 12. But uh, Great Falls, Montana. Well, and, and to, to sort of continue the goaltending conversation, mm-hmm. Braden Holt is ranked on Central Scouting's list. He was sixth among North American goaltenders, I believe, in the midterm rankings. He is an 18-year-old, so he has bypassed his, his first draft year of eligibility. Which a lot of goalies do. For sure. So, Sorry, uh, what did you say, Greg? I said, which a lot of goalies yeah. do. They don't usually get picked in the first but eligible. Yeah. Remember, remember, guys, Cohen McInnes started game one of this series for the Everett Silvertips. Braden Holt has since started the past two games. He's won them both. He's starting today. Um, with the back-to-back, depending on how things go, is, is, is Braden Holt earned the game five start no matter what? Or will a lot of that have to do with how this game unfolds for the Everett Silver uh, I think it depends on tonight. If I'm the coaching staff and you're in a series like this, in a series where you've already used both your goaltenders, you're going game by game. Are you? I think you are. And we have talked a lot about this, and maybe we talk a little bit more about this because I, I don't know if we've, we've broached this. But back in 2015, Greg, the Calgary Hitmen and the Kootenai Ice in a second-round playoff series had a terrific seven-game series. But the Calgary Hitmen were notorious in that series for using both goaltenders. To their detriment... Uh, eventually in round three where they lost to the Brandon Wheat Kings. But um, Max Shields and oh, uh, Burke, Brendan Burke, Brendan Burke were the two goalies for the Calgary Hitmen. And if, I, I think in one series... <laughs> Whichever way the wind was blowing? Great. We, we, did that, we did that on television, and it became a major story. Even in our opens, yeah. when we were highlighting players to watch, we would go back and show both goaltenders. And not only did they did they lose when they when they it became such a distraction that I think if I remember there were some six two eight one games in that situation and it you know changing goaltenders and not going with one guy um, it's a choice I I, sure. I, th- I thought became a distraction there and yeah. and and I kind of feel even with Vancouver with the Giants when Vikman got injured in, in back in you know in. March the what was it the fourth? March fourth, yeah. It was just musical goalies here. It was was it Gursky? Was it Connor Martin? Was it Matthew Hutchison? Who was it? And I'm going to tell you, I'll say it for the umpteenth time, I don't think your goaltending can be a distraction. Like th- there's no way that the Vancouver Giants, in my opinion, ever go in the games 
next two games with Oblakeman as the number one guy. I mean, that's number one. And Assuming I'll tell you, I'll healthy. be shocked if they, if Everett makes a goaltending change from Braden Holt. And by the way, the McKinnis guy lives in Burnaby, so, you know, he's had a start in this building. Yeah. But I think, again, that's my opinion. For what it's worth, I don't think you mess around with goaltenders come playoff time. Ideally, you'd want your guy to be picked by this point, and, and you're running with that one goalie come playoff time. But it doesn't always work out that and, way. And he might have a bad game. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm okay with going back and forth, uh, at least early in the playoffs. And I, I still do think that if, if this series is 2-2 going back to Everett, you might see McKinnis get back in there. I, I, I really do feel I'm like. sort of trending that direction, too. Yeah. Don't know. I, I'd be <laughs> depends uh, how he plays. If it's a great game and they and they lose, well, yeah, then, yeah. I mean, if he if he's a sieve, obviously yeah. he's not going to play. Yeah. But you have to be v- very careful in in uh, in the leash for your goaltender come playoff time. I mean, you go back to you know the game was different, but Patrick Waugh, I can't remember off the top of my head. His goals against average was I think close to five. I mean, there's games that you 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 soil the bed. But one of the things about about uh, goaltending, and you know this better than anybody, bounce back is such a big factor. And if, I mean, hey, we're talking about tomorrow night, and you know who knows. But uh, I, I honestly, I do hope. I think everybody in this room hopes that that uh, Everett's got to make that decision tomorrow night. Yeah, the bounce back says uh, a lot about your character as a goaltender, and and you can you can find out a lot about. Like I said, the character of a goaltender based on their performance after a tough, tough loss. And, and, and guys, I think from the, that same bread, Jesper Weichmann giving up six in game three, you know he is going to be extremely motivated tonight to, to, to keep that total down, keep it you know, manageable for the Vancouver Giants as they get set to battle the Everett Silvertips tonight in game four. And it will be Weichmann against Holt. We have lots of lineup info to get to. There are a lot of scratches on both sides. It is playoff time, so we'll get to the injuries. A conversation that Dan O'Connor had with the head coach, Michael Dick, of the Vancouver Giants. All that and more still to come here on the pregame show. You're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. More of the Vancouver Giants pregame show on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to the Langley Event Center. Greg Ballack here as the pregame show rolls on. It's White Spot Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650. We're getting set for game four of this first round series between the Vancouver Giants and the Everett Silvertips. Everett leading the series two games to one after the Giants won the game one in Everett. And as we said before going to break, it will be Braden Holt against Jesper Weichmann. Weichmann injured towards the end of the season. Did play in games one and three, but missed game two as he has a one-and-one record on the series. And to further preview this matchup here tonight, as it's a crucial one, whether it becomes a 2-2 series or a 3-1 series in favor of Everett, we will find out shortly. But let's hear Dan O'Connor's conversation as he caught up with both head coaches. But uh, we'll start with the Everett Silver Tips as uh, the general manager and head coach is Dennis Williams. Let's hear what he had to say in his conversation before tonight's game with Dan O'Connor. Coach, back here for game four, and we now get to the real nitty-gritty of the series where you've got two games now within the next 24 hours of one another. Just looking at game three as a standalone, takeaways from game three, and the message as such to your group before you take the ice again tonight. Yeah, well, tight tight games, right? Uh, Even though the score might have dictated 
you know, a, a differential. I don't think it played that way all the way to the end. But like anything, you know, you can't get too too high or too low. Just like after game one, we had to reset for game two. After game two, reset for game three. And, you know, that's been our talk here. A couple of the keys we won in that game on uh, Wednesday, we didn't hit. So it's something, a point of emphasis we showed yesterday and talked about that we need to clean up. And, uh, you know, we got to do a better job tonight. We know for sure it's going to be, you know, a tough game. Every game's a, a pivotal game in the series, right? Like our, So for us, we know that uh, we got to come out and expect, uh, you know, a, a much grittier, more determined uh, team than we probably saw on Wednesday as well. And, and hopefully we can match that because uh, knowing, uh, you know, their staff, they're going to come out, uh, you know, gun, guns ablazing, I guess you can say, and, and be full throttle. So we got to make sure we're ready to, to weather that storm. The trio of Hootenen, Hofer, and Wright. What has it been about those three together that has made them so effective to start the series? They bring a little bit of, of everything. You know, definitely the driver on that line is uh, Hofer. Um, you know, if you watch him out there, he just keeps going. I don't know how he does it. Even the, you know, the goalie scored Wednesday. He, he drove wide. He's an honest hockey player. Cut to the net. Just kept whacking at it. You know, and next thing you know, it goes in. He scored the big goal at the end of the first there with a few seconds left. You know, same thing. And if, if you ask our, you know, our guys... You know, we always challenge guys after periods or so forth to, to follow a certain guy, and he was the guy each period that we needed to follow was was Hof. But then you mix in the, the two other guys you talked about, Nico Hootenen, who, you know, when he's on his game and playing hard and heavy and strong on pucks, uh, you know, he obviously provides a threat scoring out there. And then uh, Jacob Bright really does a good job of complimenting them. Kind of a, uh, just an honest two-way hockey player, 200-foot guy that plays physical and and isn't afraid to get in there and kind of mix it up a little bit when he needs to. And really, you know, all three of those guys are just kind of net front players that I think they uh, really complement each other. Hofer, a unique story, obviously, was never drafted to the WHL, but you found him at 17. You signed him um, before his 18-year-old season. <clears throat> now here he is with 25 goals in the regular season. Um, is there some draft chatter? Is there some pro hockey chatter starting to sort of circulate with, with Ryan? Yeah, definitely. And, and uh you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's quite the story. It's, uh, you know, to some extent, I wouldn't say it's quite like a Gage Gonsalves, but something like Gage that we had here, right? Drafted, same kind of uh, storyline off it. Um, you know, and the one thing with with, um, with Ryan is, is uh, you know, he's a big, uh, strong centerman. Uh, plays just, he, he's an honest hockey player, as honest as they come. He's just all for the team, passionate, will do whatever it takes to win. Uh, and, and obviously this year he's, he's garnered some some interest, you know, uh, for the draft and, and so forth. He had a good camp last year. He went to um, uh, Colorado's camp and, and I think performed well there and then has, has followed up this season. So uh, he's taking great steps, great strides. Uh, and, you know, he, he has what we call uh, an open mindset to want to learn, you know, all the time. He's in every week for, for video. He's normally the first guy that texts me on Sunday. Hey, can we do video this week, Willie? You know, it's... And so when you have that type of growth mindset, it's, it's, always, it's always fun working with those type of players because uh, he's motivated and, and he's a, a real good leader for our group. Has anything through the first three games of the series surprised you to this point? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, what you see is two hard working teams that you know, play a lot of the same style of, of play. And, um, you know, at, at this day, you know, when you get to this, the, to this stage of the playoffs, you know, it's about finding your two points each night, you know, and it, it, uh, it doesn't matter how you get them. You know, we, you're never here to uh, uh, kind of look back and cr- cr- uh, cr- critique a win, you know, off it. Like, you, you want to make sure that you learn from, from your wins and losses on your days off and in between games. But you also want to find some, some, um, 
some areas that you do need to improve on. And for our group, for us, we, we knew it was going to be a battle, and it's still a battle. The series is far, far from over. You know, we, like I said, we we know what's going to come out that door, and we got to be ready for for the uh, the biggest challenge of the series here uh, to uh, tonight. That is Dennis Williams, the GM and head coach of the Everett Silver Tips, who have a 2-1 series lead over the Vancouver Giants as we roll on here in the pregame show. 7.30, the scheduled time for puck drop here at the Langley Event Center. We're now going to hear from the other coach, the head coach of the Vancouver Giants, Michael Dick. He had a chance to catch up with Dan O'Connor as well. Heading into Game 4, here is what he had to say. Coach, Game 4. Uh, and the Vancouver Giants with an opportunity tonight at home to hold serve with a victory. First period this series, we talked a little bit about it in the post game. Everett has outscored the Giants 9-0. Is this a matter of something tactically for the Giants that you hope can, can look differently or change in the first period? Uh, I'm sure playing with a lead would certainly be front of mind and key for game four. It would. And, and it was a, you know, it was definitely a, a big part of our plan going into uh, to Wednesday night's game. And, and to be quite honest with you, I thought I thought we played pretty well, um, but they scored on their opportunities, and we didn't. And I think that was a difference. You know, I, I, our, our discipline was good. I mean, we played a lot of five-on-five five hockey. We ended up about shooting them. Uh, you know, they had three opportunities they scored. I guess probably the big thing is is that is that when we do have momentum, we got to keep it. And, and they're the kind of team that feeds off of off of uh, momentum themselves and so you know the, the shift after uh, whether whether it's a goal or or pressure it's really important that we get it back two power play goals for your team in each game so far this series can you just speak to the the bonus of the power play and how crucial it's been for you so far in the series well i mean it, it created the offense for us in the last game and you know it was crucial to to our success in game one it was it was crucial to us getting back into the hockey game in both both two and three so um it, it's it's going to give you momentum and and uh and it has and i think right now we've got some confidence and, and we got to keep it going what when you look at the trio of colton Langkow, justin lees ty thorpe we, we know what those three do well individually how close in your mind is that line to providing you with some some secondary scoring in the series well whether it's them or, or lipinski's line we need we need uh we need more depth with our offense right now. We're only getting it from one line for the most part. And uh, I think it's really important that, uh, that those guys just stick with what they know. I mean, they don't, they're not having to go outside of the boundaries of, of what they're capable of. But getting more, more traffic and more pucks on net will only uh, serve them well in, in creating that offense. Coach, when you look at tonight, just as a standalone, Game 4 against the Everett Silvertips, what are going to be some keys to your team to even the series heading into Everett tomorrow night? I, I think, obviously, the start that we talked about, I think uh, I think more more of a net presence. You know, we, we got 34 shots on them, and yet, you know, I, I think their goaltenders saw the majority of them. So we want to create more chaos and, and certainly more traffic at the net. Michael Dick ahead of a crucial game four here at the Langley Event Center. The Giants trail the Everett Silver Tips two games to one. And puck drop about 15 minutes away here at the LAC. We still have the scratches and the keys of the game, which Dan O'Connor will deliver in just a little bit. We'll take one more break, and then it's puck drop time here on White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. You're listening to the Vancouver Giants pregame show on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. 
Welcome back to the Langley Event Center. Greg Ballack here now upstairs at the LEC along with Dan O'Connor and Bill Wilms as we're still setting up game four between the Everett Silvertips and the Vancouver Giants as Dan you got some keys to the game to deliver for tonight. Yeah, presented by Chevrolet, guys, and the keys to the game. Um, let's let's sort of dive into the sort of build on what we discussed, sorry, uh, a little while ago. <coughs> Ooh, pardon me, guys. Um, first period, obviously it's been a sore spot in the series for the Jets. Outscored 9-0 in the first period. That, that of course, has to change. But, Bill, how? Well, okay, um... You got you got to stay poised. You got to stay confident. But here here is the danger, guys. You got to balance energy and and composure right now. Uh, too much energy, and it's going to be chaos. You're going to be running around, and the minute you start running around, you got an issue. This team will expose that. Too much composure, and it's like watching a movie. You're watching what's happening. There's got to be that fine line. I do think that the team understands what's needed because what you talked about what we talked about downstairs Dan is that the first seven minutes of this hockey game on last game played Wednesday night I think I looked up after seven minutes it was shots and goal were 1-1 yeah I take that okay and it was intense and I remember saying you know what at the pace that this is being played you better make decisions quickly you haven't got time think long and you'll think wrong and Loved it. But then Zellweger, I'm not going to say took over the game, but did what he does best. That puck got down into the Vancouver Giant end, and you heard, you know, Dennis Williams talking about how their size, and, and they crashed the net, they got around the net. And I'll tell you, this is a Vancouver Giant defense that really has to play positionally, defensively, to make sure that the goaltender, Vikeman, is insulated. That has to not happen tonight so yeah balance composure also balances with a tremendous amount of energy we talked about the goaltending and even you and i before this segment started bill i mean we talked about Braden holt in the everett net a lot of the saves he made in the second half of the game sort of keeping the gap i suppose as big as it did and then you f flip to to the other end to jesper Vikman. A much better goalie than maybe the stats would indicate based on what happened on, on Wednesday. Yeah, you always want to give, uh, you know, the goaltender always the benefit of the doubt. But you gotta be, you've got to be realistic, too. You, you, you just have to, uh, you know, the, the, the score was, and I have to, you know, on second thought, too, Dan, the score wasn't quite reflective of, of the play the other night. Because the kid, that, that whole, I, I can recall two dynamic uh, Greg sprawling saves where he just dove out and and took away a goal. Now had those, and that's what Michael Dick talked about. Had those gone in, who knows? You know, it might have made a difference. So, uh, you know, do what you did, but probably just be. And it's easier said than done. You're asking me what do they have to do? How? Boy, you got to play tough in your own end, and it's it's been a struggle. Uh, I'm looking at this crowd filing in. This is already looking like a bigger crowd a tonight than it was on Wednesday. And you know, you, you you don't want to you don't want to hyper you want you don't want to be too hyperbolic about the the impact that the crowd may or may not have in a game. But I, I think as best as possible, guys, give them something to feel good about early. And 
I mean, I don't well, know. Well, the lead will do that. And Scoring first will do that. Having your first lead of the series Bingo. will do that. Because I, I truly, I feel very strongly about this, guys, where if you give Jesper Weichmann a lead, he's the kind of goalie where yeah, even if it point. is just a one nothing lead, I think he's that good that, that, that he can keep any lead you give him, assuming you can get him one. Yeah, you know, and again, if you get to the end of the second period and you're trailing this game, he's got, I'm sure Dan's got the stats, yeah. trailing after 40 minutes of play, which was the situation in Everett, game one. It, it's a stat that, that, you know, I mean, we know teams after 40 minutes are great. Listen to this. On the first game where Vancouver was trailing after 40 minutes of play against a team, and their record after 40 when winning was? 42-0 and 0 42 with, and with, 0. with three losses in either overtime or a shootout during the regular season. Do you have trailing after the first period there, the Everett Silver team? All I know is... When it doesn't they, happen often. It only happened nine times in 68 games Yikes. in the regular season. When they trailed after one... They only did it nine times. I think their record was one and eight. Yeah. But but it only happened nine times all yeah. year when the Everett Silverchips were down in a hockey game after one period of play. Well, it's hard for teams to play from behind, just in general, I think. Yeah. And, and Vikman, as you made mention there, Bill, uh, for me, he's very much a bend-but-don't-break type of goaltender where he may yeah. concede one every once in a while, but he, at the end of the day, he's going to get you that victory. And I... You talk about the series here, like Dan said, the, the Giants haven't played with the lead yet. So getting Vikman that lead, that's what they we, we want to see how he plays with the lead because we haven't seen yet seen that yet this series. And he's, he does have the four one no, what what was the win that Vancouver had in this building? It was with Vikman in the No, net. that was with Connor oh, Martin. Oh, that was Connor net. Martin. Mm -hmm. We talked about that yeah. last game. My yeah. gosh. Yeah, Jesper Vikman was wow. in net during the teddy bear toss in Everett. Right. The six five the win, six five win. Where they trailed three one in that game after the first period. They came back, they won the game in regulation. One of just the a very minuscule few regulation losses for Everett at home all season long. And and you know guys how important game you know game four here is should vancouver tie this series i'm telling you tomorrow's game might be a little bit up for grabs because of what's actually happening what isn't supposed to happen and the quick turnaround the travel to get back there that race to everett after this game the, the sort of game within a game <clears throat> that goes into all of that trust me that that race to everett becomes a lot more intriguing with a 2-2 series mm -hmm. after tonight. Guys, a lot of scratches to get to. We'll start with Everett. Dexter Whittle, Eric Jamison, Jackson Berezowski, uh, Jesse Heslop, and Alex Swetlikoff are scratched tonight for Everett Swetlikoff, game two of a two-game suspension. Uh, for the Silver Tips, starting on defense, Ronan Seeley and Dylan Anderson with Ryan Hofer in the middle, Jacob Wright on his left, Nico Hootenin on his right. The giant scratches go like this. Matthew Hutchison, Connor Martin, Tom Cadu, Ty Halliburton, Cole Shepard, Caden Cole, Peyton Mount, Jacob Boucher, Colton Roberts, Sammy May, Matthew Ooh, Edwards. Take a breath, Dan. Those are the scratches. <laughs> you know the one that's most disappointing for me? Uh, I, I still don't know what Jake Boucher would do in this lineup. Yeah. And, and to, and to, I was thinking that too, Bill. You know, I, he intrigues me because I saw things there that were impressive. And the fact that you traded your captain, uh, and it's a bad bounce. I'm not questioning the trade. Mm -hmm. But you traded sort of to Edmonton. You got a guy back that you just 
that might have been the key guy in the playoffs. It's really disappointing know, not to see him. Really disappointing. Yeah. Well, the other thing, guys. A 19-year-old. The, the Vancouver Giants, without Cole Shepard and without Jacob Boucher, only have two left-handed shot, uh, left shot forwards. And you know where that makes a difference, Dan? In your own zone. Not in the offensive zone. I, I don't care about left and right shootings down the other end. But I'll tell you, it's a hard pass to handle coming out of your own end. On your off wing. On your off yes. wing. And, and, and so Jacob Boucher gives you another left shot. And, and the only two left shot forwards for the Giants are on the same line. Adam Hall and Zach Ostopchuk. So something that's just, a, a, you know, not, not necessarily jumps off the page, but, but a factor when you don't have a Jacob Boucher. Uh, the starting lineup tonight for the Vancouver Giants, Damian Palmieri and Alex Cotton on defense. And up front, it will be Ty Thorpe, Colton Lankow, and Justin Lees. The goaltenders for tonight, first for the Everett Silvertips, the Bozeman Montana product, Braden Holt, 18-year-old season, 2-0 in the playoffs, 2-5-0 goals against average, and a 9-2-4 save percentage for Braden Holt. He has been razor sharp in the two games he has played in this series so far. Uh, 66 shots faced. He has stopped 61 of them for the Everett Silvertips. 24-6-2-2 in the regular season was Braden Holt. And that, re that with 61 of 66 is a 9-2-4 save percentage. That is winning goaltending in the playoffs. Jesper Weichmann at the other side for the Vancouver Giants. The starting goaltender presented by Mutual Fire Insurance. Protecting the net just like Jesper Weichmann. Mutual Fire Insurance has you covered. And for the Vancouver Giants goaltender, the prospect of the Vegas Golden Knights, one and one for the playoffs. Goals against average of 4-6-4. Save percentage in only two games, 8-3-9. Looking for that to bounce back in a big way. Greg, your first live look of the Giants and the Silver Tips in this series. What intrigues you? What are you zeroing in on tonight for Vancouver? <laughs> well, I think you guys could have guessed. I, I like to focus in on the goalies, and for me, uh, the, the key, honestly, for this game kind of falls right in my lap because it's how Jesper Weichmann plays in this game. You know, he battled that injury down the stretch. He's still trying to find his footing against one of the best teams in the Western Conference here in the WHL. So it's going to be an interesting matchup just in general to see an eight versus one seed. We know the Giants can beat the Everett Silvertips. They did it this season. They did it in game one. I think it all hinges on the play of the man between the pipes, Jesper Weichmann. And the Everett Silvertips are out on the ice. Jack the Giant doing his laps. And very soon, Brooke Ward is going to welcome the playoff Giants to the ice. The flags are flying in the stands. This crowd, I think, is ready to be an impact here tonight. And on a Friday night at the Langley Event Center, over to Brooke Ward to welcome the Giants. The, the goosebumps were a little harder to come by on Wednesday. I don't necessarily think the same here tonight. The chills are in the air. There, there's, a, there's an emotion in the building tonight. And what is not a must win for the Giants, Bill, but a fairly significant, crucial, let's call it a crucial home performance tonight for the Vancouver Giants as they look to even this series. Yeah, I mean, it's a very poised 
uh, polished, confident Everett Silvertip team. They're, they're, I mean, there's, they're, they're, they just do so many things so well, and they're so confident in what they do. And when they get in that comfort zone, boy, look out. I mean, this is a team that, you know, has been it's kind of sets the bar and has for years as how you combine offense and defense. These aren't the Portland Winterhawks. They don't score a million goals and beat you with that kind of flair. This is a team that plays so well at both ends of the ice. Like the uniforms are wearing. I love it. Win and you stay in and a win tonight for the Vancouver Giants would also guarantee a third home playoff game, which would go Monday on May the 2nd at 7 o'clock in this building. Game 7, if necessary, on May 4th, Wednesday next week. We know for sure <clears throat> there will be a Game 5 tomorrow night in Everett at 6 o'clock. Will it be with the series tie 2-2? Will it be a 3-1 lead for the Everett Silvertips? The Silvertips in green, the Giants in white. We now rise for a moment of silence and then the national anthem on a Friday night here at the LEC. Playoff hockey is alive and well here at the LEC and the anthems are upcoming. The Everett Silvertips and Vancouver Giants on a Friday night. And it is now anthem time. We head down to ice level. The next sound you will hear will be that of the Star Spangled Banner.
Vancouver Giants, Everett Silvertips. A win and we're back at even. Win and a best of seven series <coughs> becomes a best of three. Vancouver Giants and Everett Silvertips. The swing game of a series. As always, game four, it's either going to be 2-2 or 3-1. And the next three hours or more will tell the tale. Dan O'Connor, Bill Wills, Greg Ballack, Justin Morissette teaming up to bring you some Friday night playoff hockey here on Sportsnet 650 and CHL TV. Referees, Grady Hamilton, Dexter Rasmussen, Nick Bilko and Nathan Van Oosten manning the lines. Brent Frizzell is the video goal judge. Giants in those razor sharp home white third jerseys with the gold and the red trim. They go left to right, the silver tips their road greens. They go right to left, and game four is underway. Jesper Weichmann going to cover up a shot puck, and right away, nine seconds in, an offensive zone faceoff upcoming for the Everett Silver Tips. And you know how you get the crowd into the game early? Not necessarily a goal, that's great. That'll do it every time. But a, you know, a good play, a, even a shot on goal, a scoring chance, a good hit, something to get this group that's sitting here right now all excited. To the left of Jesper Weichmann and already a line change for both teams. And a face off to the left, Austin Roost forever at one cleanly, but it's gonna split the uprights and go all the way back down into the Everett zone. Seeley behind his net, played up the boards, kept in by the Giants, so stop Chuck. Behind the goal for Hall. Hall centered to the slot, Ostomchuk fought it, then got it back behind the net. Ronan Seeley trying to avoid the check of Ostomchuk, good physical start for the Giants. Left wing side, Anderson. Ostomchuk gonna bump him. Three checks already on this shift. Lysel, sharp wow. angle, and Braden Holt made the save, but a good first shift for the captain of the Giants. You get the crowd into it, that's the way you do it. A couple hits, speed, ra win races for loose pucks. That was a perfect example there, uh, uh, getting the puck behind the Everett Silvertip defense. Make them play against the back wall. And you notice where the puck came off that back wall, came right back out into the high slot area. Good job. Impressive line change for, uh, you know, Michael Dick to recognize he had to get that line out against that line. They did play against Thorpe back on the ice. And they win the draw to the Giants. Mazden Leslie shot blocked. Evan Toth kept it in, clear to the line, not out. Lees picked it off, sent behind the goal. Thorpe chasing after it. Ty Gibson for Everett. Knocked off the puck, but got it forward Roots, or for Hofer and chipped deep. Evan Toth behind the net. Angles his way away from a check. Capped in at the line, but now cleared. Three Giants are away. Thorpe, right wing to Lankow. Lankow shot through and holds. The most secure making that save and holding on, but the rebound never came out, but certainly a shot mentality early in the first as a bit of a scrum behind the net. Uh, as the players skate away. You guys are too hard on goaltenders. Didn't look comfortable making that save. Hey, that, he could have caught that thing barehanded. The important thing is Vancouver's getting, you know, on the line changes, Dan, now, they've got pucks in the offensive zone. They're getting opportunities around the net. They're playing in a comfort zone where it feels like, hey, this is doable. We can get this puck inside the Everett zone. Matthew Ng and Jaden Lipinski facing off to the left of Braden Holt. And they're going to do it again. The linesman saw something he didn't like. 
So let's do it again, shall we? Face-off win for Everett. Sutter behind the net to Lambos. Hit there. Bonchek has him lined up, and he finished every second of that check. But then he coughed up the puck, and Ben Hammerling skates very well. Sends it down the ice, but he got rid of it a little too soon. And icing. We've had our share of whistles here in the first yeah. buck 23. Yeah, but we got our share of hits. Not sure we can show this, but it, this is exactly the kind of forechecking that you want. When you get a third-line left winger on the forecheck the way Bocek did there, delivered a hit you know you you, you want to separate the puck you, you don't necessarily always have to get a turnover that you take possession of but you got to separate the puck from the player linesman nick bilko drops the puck and the silver tips control behind their net lambos off the right wing ball check finishes another check another check there from seminar Ever going to bring it back in. Hemmerling checked by Cotton. Bocek along the left wing is going to find it and clear it out to center. Lambos with Semenuk bearing in on him. Lambos going to spin away. Puck's going to go in deep. And Damian Palmieri behind his own net will have a look up the left wing. He'll play it to Lees. Lees on his off wing. Got that pass. Found Thorpe down the right wing. Thorpe trying to dance in. Ty Thorpe behind the net. Won the race. Puck goes to the left wing boards. Everett going to grab it. Left wing, it's Jacob Wright. Sending it in as Hootenden barrels after it against Connor Hornick. Finishing a check in the corner. Turnover in front of the goal! Shot wide by Roost. As that puck bounced right out in front. And Roost with a good chance for Everett. Now Roost along the left wing. Spinning away from a check along the wall is Campbell. He turns it over and Thorpe on a backhand does clear it. Lees. Trying to get it forward. He will chip it forward. Too far out of the reach of Gibson, but icing negated. Gibson behind his net. Left wing feed, Zellweger. Zellweger a pass forward and knocked down at the line. Zellweger now going to hammer it up high. Took a weird hop. Weichmann didn't see it. Played now to Lysella on the right wing. Now a pass forward. And nearly making a play to knock that puck forward was Lankow. Picked away by Everett. Good defense by Cotton to get in the way of Campbell. And now along the left wing, Pentecost. He'll get it out to center, picked off by Everett. Ronan Seeley going to fire it back in. Into the left wing corner, Zaplitny. To the point for Seeley, he lost it. Lysel got it by. Now Hall, one-on-one -on -one with Anderson. Hall, low shot, stick save made by Holt. Lysel, Ostopchuk, Cotton. Shot for the point, scores! <laughs> The Giants have their first lead of the series, 3-18 into game four. You know, there's a lot of things that happened in the last four minutes, three and a half minutes, that have made this possible because it's a team that's playing with a ton of confidence. They get that puck in the offensive zone, move it back to the blue line, and then do a really nice job. That's Hall on the initial shot. Watch them retrieve this puck. This is impressive. Lysol with the first play, gets it back. The puck is deflected on the way. You get the puck in the hands of Alex Cotton, he will deliver it with that good, quick release. Wonderful puck movement along the boards from low to high. Vancouver with a first-time lead. one nothing against the Silver Tips. Cotton and Lice. Oh, oh, Stompchuk actually gets the second assist. Cotton the first one. 3-18, the time of the goal. And the Giants with a lead in the first period. Their first first period goal of the series. Hootnit 
Right wing side, cutting wide is Campbell trying to cut through, and Vikman did a good job to poke that puck away. Now a penalty, I believe, coming up to Everett. Hofer took his man down in the far corner, and as long as the Giants keep their cool, I believe they're going to get a power play. Well, everything so far really quite impressive in the first four minutes of this period. They're going to take both of them. They're taking them both, four on four. I, I don't think that's a that's a problem. And, you know, Hall has to continue to be exactly the goal scorer that he is. That's his fifth goal. He leads the entire Western Hockey League with three power play goals. That was a good tip. He tipped that one there on the way to the net. I They gave a stop check and assist, but I do think it was Lysel ultimately along the boards that got it back to Cotton at the point. Doesn't matter. We're going to play four on four for the first time tonight. Shots are 4-2 for Vancouver. And four on four, first period, 357 in, a 1-0 lead for, on an Adam Hall goal, his fifth of the series. And now up ice, here come the Giants, a long pass left wing, Ostopchuk a little bit behind him, but he stops, circles back, sends it in, Braden Holt to the right wing, Lysel bearing in on it against Gibson, Ostopchuk can't find it, now blowing a tire behind the goal is Zellweger, and Zellweger now grabs it. And he will calmly move it to his right for Gibson. Gibson, long pass forward. Picked away by Cotton. And Cotton, in his own zone, will reverse it behind his net. And up the left wing, he'll find Hall. Hall, nice move to get by one defender. Now a pass for Lees, who's got a step. Got through. Oh, Seeley with a poke check right at the nick of time. No shot on goal from Lees. Now right wing, Cotton. He's in deep with it. Alex Cotton to the slot. Lees shot one-timer. Nice save made by Holt, who kicked out the blocker. And now right wing. Lees going to take it again. A pass up the middle for Hall. Leslie follows up. Same with Lees. Leslie trying to keep it onside. Hootenin got by him. Two on one. Hootenin left side across. Score! Jacob right on a two on one. Tie game. Silver tips are back in business. Yeah, you just lose, you know, you lose the puck, you turn it over, and this is an Everett Silver Tip team that's, that, you know, that skates so well. You create a two-on-one as they are able to here on this play. They win that race to chip that puck into that situation. That's the big guy. Last player taken in the National Hockey League draft. He's just, Nico Hootenin is so impressive. That little tap of the puck off the boards gave him perfect possession of it. He is a right-hand shot, comes down the left wing, feeds it over to right. It's a, just a simple redirect. And, boy, that was a lead that Vancouver had. They made it one nothing. It didn't last long. Hey, but this is a game. They're in this game, Vancouver. They cannot let that goal deter, you know, deflate them in any way. That's big momentum right now. Lysel going to try and carry it across. Left wing side. Lysel on it along the left wing. Checked. Silvertip's going to move it forward. There's Hootenit. He'll send it to the right wing corner for Campbell. Campbell in the corner. Bumped by Palmieri. Palmieri got the worst of it. Tied up with Campbell. Now a pass along the left wing. Oh, stop Chuck. Going to skate forward. Going to try and turn on the Jets. He made a move by Sutter. And a low shot and a save for Braden Holt, who hangs on. Nine more seconds of four on four. Yeah, Zach Ostopchuk has just matured it to such a wonderful prospect. An 18-year-old, the second 
you know, round pick by Ottawa. Every, I mean, he's only had about five shifts this period. He's been he's been noticeable on every one of them. He's had a couple of hits. He's played fast. Got the chance there. Got this face off inside the Everett Silver Tip zone. Boy, it's an excellent six minutes of play here, isn't it? Face off win for Everett, and behind their net, Zellweger, with Lambos to his right. Pass forward up the right wing, long stretch pass, left wing to Roost. Roost, good speed down the left wing. Forgot the puck, got it back, sent it behind the goal. Camazola, first guy there. Lankow on his off wing, did well to clear it. Ty Thorpe now trying to force that free from Hofer. Camazola trying to protect that puck in front of his blue line, not backwards. And Connor Horning behind his own net now for the Giants will try and direct a bit of 1-1 game, seven minutes. On here in period number one. Holt behind his net. Leaves for Zellweger. And the leading scorer among WHL defensemen in the regular season moves the puck forward. Left wing Hammerling. He's got room. Hammerling, his shot deflects off Toff and wide. Bocek, left wing on his off wing. Could not clear the puck. And rimmed around the boards to the other side. Toff going to poke it forward. Seeley kept in. By Everett, behind the goal, Pentecost. Played around for Seminuk. Trying to tie up with Seeley. Kept in by Everett. Side of the net, good work by Toth. Oh, it's centered anyway. Vikeman covers it up, and we'll take a break. 7.03, gone in game four. It's 1-1. The Giants, the Silvertips on Sportsnet 650. 1-1 game, Vancouver Giants and Everett Silvertips. 12.57 to go in the first period. Adam Hall and Jacob Wright have swapped goals here in the first period with a face-off now upcoming in the Giants' zone. And a face-off win for Vancouver. Palmieri behind his own net, up the left wing. A pass into the middle now for Thorpe. Left wing Lees trying to turn on the Jets, trying to go wide on Lambos, a backhander wide. Pinching Cotton kept in along the right point. Behind the net, Lambos grabs it for Everett. Hard clear off the wall. Knocked down by Lankow at center. And the Giants will send it back in onside. Now along the wall, Lankow actually ran into the official. Now a break the other way. Hooting it. Down the left wing, trying to go wide on Palmieri. He does! And a penalty is coming up here. Now a chance in close to the backhand. Zellweger a chance. And Jesper Weichmann has it underneath him. Hand in the air for the referee, and this is going to be a holding penalty on Paul Mary as that maybe stopped Hootenin from getting his A-grade shot away. The more I see Hootenin as he breaks around Paul Mary, the big guy, it's almost like the men playing with the boys when he attacks the net. And then right after that delayed penalty with the arm still up in the air, what do the Everett Silver Tips do? They get another chance at the front of the net. The shot's now 6-4 favoring the Vancouver Giants. We're tied at two, but it's a Everett Silvertip power play. And the power play coming into tonight's game against this Vancouver Giant team in this series, four for 17, 23.5%. An important kill here for the Giants who win the draw. Evan Toth, hard clear off the glass, down it goes. Weird hop in front of the net. That, stand, that corner of the ice prone to some tricky hops. And Braden Holt got a bit lucky that it was a green sweater in front of the net that protected it from the open net. Now Seeley takes a feed, trying to slice his way in along the left wing. Turned away, and the Giants pick it off and clear it. Quick change for Vancouver. As Zellweger behind his net. Zellweger, Seeley, Hootenin, Hemmerling, and Wright 
against Thorpe, Lyselm, Toth, and Horning for Vancouver. Zellweger, left side Hammerling in front, all alone, they score. This is an unbelievable play. Man, oh man, Dan, you watch this from all the way out of the bank, out of their own zone, this Everett Silvertip team. They execute this play literally to perfection. Jacob Wright has his second of the game. Way back in their own zone. Follow this play, guys. There's a pass to the left winger. Now you get the entry. Draw traffic towards you. Nice little pass in between defenders. That frees the far guy at the right side, Jacob Wright. He's wide open going to the net. This is, you know what? These guys make this play where the passing looks like they're just handing the puck off. One thing about Zellweger that you learn the more you watch him, calm is still fast with him. Unbelievable. That was a spectacularly well-executed goal. Zellweger factoring in on that assist along with Hemmerling at 8.30. So a power play goal for Everett and a 2-1 lead. Now the Giants trailing. Bocek in the left circle, checked. And now the Silvertips in transition. Right wing side. Right converting on a power play rush. And so two goals so far in the period for Jacob Wright as that top trio of Wright, Hootenin, and Hofer doing the damage to the Vancouver Giants in this series. And the fifth power play goal of the series for Everett, now five for 18. 10.30 to go, first period, 2-1 Everett. Hornet played to the left wing for Ostopchuk. In skates, not forward, Lysel. He will swiftly move it to the right wing. Cotton, pass forward, Camazola stomps up, dumps it in, and Holt's going to play it himself around the boards. Zaplitny into the middle for Hofer. Hofer along the left wing. Behind the net. Kept in by Zellweger at the point. And now knocked forward. Chipped in along the right wing. Lysel trying to beat up the icing, and he will. Lysel, first guy there. Now behind the goal, Thorpe. Trying to curl around. Thorpe defended very well by Gibson. Kept in at the left wing by the Giants. Let loose along the wall. And trying to find it is Palmieri. It's cleared out to center. Lysel going to skate it back. Pass onside to Lankow. Got a step and a shot. Glove save made by Holt. And the rebound, clear to the line. Toth trying to hold it in, and Evan Toth just took a penalty. As he got the stick up high on the Everett defender, and the Silvertips are going to go back to the man advantage here. 9.22 to go here in period one. It is interesting when you watch the Tips team, I and mean, we don't get to see them that much because of the U.S. division, uh, you know, inter-division inter play. But <laughs> don't you just kind of sense that when they get the lead... It doesn't matter when in the game, whether it's early or late. When they get the lead, this is Toth going to take the penalty, watch the stick up in the face. You just can't do that, you know, almost 200 feet from your own net. When they get the lead, they kind of settle in to check even harder. They're putting Thorpe in the box here. I could have sworn that was Toth with the stick and not Thorpe. But be well, eight and six, we might have missed it. Well, now they're making the correction right now. Good call, man. The fact that they had to go to the bench to get Thorpe probably should have been a 
sign that they got the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, my old, my old, my aging eyes are are not deceiving me. But uh, well, the six and the eight is forgivable. This is this is now now this is a key kill here though for the Giants. I I, I don't think a three one first period deficit is advisable right now when you consider the length of time that Everett has led throughout this series. Seeley will skate it back in along the left wing. Wide on Horning. Seeley in the corner. Behind the goal. Chip to Hootenin along the left wing. Hootenin, left wing. Spinning is Seeley back for Hootenin. To the point, Zellweger. Zellweger, Hootenin, one-timer wide. Zellweger going to settle it down along the right wing. Now a pass, Seeley. Ronan Seeley, shot through, Veitman the save, rebound deflected wide, right, side of the goal, shot save, they score the side, Hofer. Eerily similar to what he did in game three, he swats home his own rebound, Silvertips 3-1. Yeah, he's, he's motivated, he, he, he's confident, he, he knows that there's a chance that he can get signed, and this is a size factor, watch him here. He's going to come into the position 15. He's got the puck. There's one chance. There's another chance. And finally it goes in. And you know what? Palmieri gets her late. After his second whack at it, it's already in the back of the net. Watch it again. This is getting pucks in a good spot. One chance, two chances. Count the Giants standing there. Yeah, you, you, you know, you. <laughs> the guy's, he, he's that dominant around the net. He's that strong. He's a big guy. He's 6'3". He's got good hands. He's active. And just finishing off his own chance, not giving up on a play. And, and the other game, you remember he cut around for the first goal? He yeah. cut around the Vancouver defense, went to the front of the net. Weichmann made a nice save, and he just stayed with a puck yeah. and whacked it home in traffic. Seeley and Wright, so that's a three-point period for Jacob Wright. And the silver tip power play, two for two. And a 3-1 lead for Everett after trailing 1-0 to start this game. Roost to the point. Lambos a shot deflected, Vikman save. Rebound kept in by Anderson. To the left wing, Campbell. Campbell along the left wing corner. Digging it free. To the point, Sutter. Right wing side, Lambos a shot blocked by Bocek. Free to the wing, not out. Roost will hold it in. Played around the boards, left wing side, Sutter. Alex Cotton behind the net will have a look. And he'll continue to hold on, Will Cotton. Now a pass up the left wing side. And Ostopchuk trying to win that race. They're going to negate the icing. Ostopchuk goes down. Crowd calls a penalty on Hemmerling. The referee does not. Lysel racing after it. Ostopchuk bumps his man. Toff holds it in. Behind the goal, Lysel. Lysel, right wing. Checked off the puck perfectly by Seeley. Puck is underneath Lysel. And the official loses sight of the puck. That is going to stop play. Well, you know, we've seen this Silvertip team find soft spots around the net. I talked about it, you know, in the open pregame show that you know the, the more the Giants collapse around their net the more there's ice exposed but that hasn't been the problem it's been the problem off the rush 
where they haven't been able to get back and cover Jacob Wright the way they did. And there it was a case that we saw this game on Wednesday night, just overpowering the play in the net. There's no, there was no soft spot, you know, where that goal was scored from for, for uh, you know, for Hofer there. He was in what we call the dirty areas. He's in, he's in the, the tough spots. Low shot from Leslie, save made from Holt. Rebound cleared. Lee's a shot. Oh, trying to settle it down was Thorpe. Couldn't settle it down at the side. And now a penalty coming up to Everett. And I think it might be Zellweger who played the puck without his helmet on. Yeah, look at this chance. If we get a chance to show it. I mean, this this is, you know, Michael Dick talked about this in the postgame show. We had our chances. Sure, Holt made some wonderful saves in, in game three where they took that 2-1 lead. But this was a pass that went right to Thorpe in a perfect spot. Just couldn't redirect it. He tried to stop it, change, you know, hands on it, change it to one side. Couldn't handle it. But a penalty on the play. I don't know if that's a break yeah, before the go power break. play. We've yeah. got to go. 3-1, the Silvertips lead the Vancouver Giants, White Spot, Giants Hockey, Sportsnet, 650. And the White Spot power play for the Vancouver Giants goes to work, their first of the game. And an Everett power play that's two for two on their side, making this one a power play of significance and importance for the Giants. But they turn it over to Cotton, and here's a shorthanded two-on-one. Hootenit tried to center it in front. And Connor Horning busted it up, made sure that pass didn't get across. Great work by Hootenin in the corner to keep that puck pinned in his skates. One, two, three, four, there, five there, Vancouver there Giants. Five Giants blanketed around him, and Hootenin killed the first 30 seconds of this penalty, in essence, by himself. Backpedaling with it is Anderson, and he'll launch the puck the length of the ice. Cotton. Sidesteps one. Now to the right. Horning didn't corral it. And this is just discombobulation right now for the Vancouver Giants who ice the puck on their power play. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly a couple goals, three goals, will put you back on your heels. No doubt about that. But when Alex Cotton is, you know, on the power play, when he goes into the half wall, into the hash marks along in the offensive zone and then throws a pass back towards his own blue line, it cannot. It must not ever be picked off. Boy, they dodged a bit of a bullet in that play right there. A minute and 11 seconds left on the Vancouver power play. Shots are 9-7 Everett. They have the 3-1 lead. Silvertips along the wall lose it. Ostomchuk down to the middle for Adam Hall. Hall going to send it in along the left wing. Wrapped around Lysel. Kept in by Cotton. Picked away by Everett. Knocked down at center by Horning. And fired back in up high. First guy there is Aiden Sutter. Sutter reverses nicely for Lambos. Lambos just has nothing but daylight up the right wing, and he'll clear it down the right wing. Yeah, D to D behind the net on a penalty kill, and you have an easy uh, icing lap on that play. Uh, it's tough, but there's still time. 33 seconds. You're looking for a chance right now. Leslie to the right wing for Lees. Lees inching in the right wing circle. He'll hold. Wanted to shoot, chose not to. Lees holds. Down low he goes, Lipinski. Lipinski behind the net. To the outside. Now to Leslie. Mazden Leslie, left circle. To the backhand he goes with Seeley bearing in on him. Right wing, Lees. Lees to the bumper. Thorpe across one-timer! And Holt 
sliding to his right, made the save off Leslie. Not sure Leslie got his A shot away, but an impressive reflex save nevertheless from Braden Hole. Yeah, really nice play by Lees. He's looked good in his first parade. I think Justin Lees has been a factor. You know, you win that battle, that's the pass back to the point. Now you're looking around. That is a nice play, a backhand pass to find, you know, an open man. And in that case, Leslie on that far side. But puck retrieval on a power play is so important. You still have five seconds left. You know, not great, but you win this faceoff clean. You can get one shot. Oh, man, they just didn't have the guy in the right spot there. Clean win by, just, by, uh, by Thorpe. Now Lees circling in his own zone. He'll play it to the left wing. Lankow, right wing to Toff. Now to Thorpe, trying to go inside out on his man. Back to the point nicely it goes. Toff trying to get that shot through. Blocked by the Silvertips. Aiden Sutter. Rimmed around the boards. Right wing, held on. And Thorpe decked into the wall from behind by Lambos, and that's going to draw a crowd. Cross-checking will be the call, and the Giants are going to go right back to the power play. You know, and I think the officials right now wondering, is that a double minor? I mean, we've seen worse. That was a blatant cross-check. There's the puck. You go in, you win the race. Just a little dump in there, and then you get hit from behind. Oh, my goodness. Ty Thorpe, as tough as he is, he's tougher than a Waffle House steak, but he's going to keep coming back. But he, you know what? If he lays on the ice a little bit longer there, that might be a bigger penalty. And the curious thing here is why does the faceoff then come outside the zone? Is Michael Dick wondering that? Well... They may have explained it to him. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when you get your defense enter in, you know, what is it, in the, into the face-off circle, there's a certain spot that you go in, the face-off comes out of the zone. So the Giants on their second power play of the period with stop chuck to the right wing for Lysel. To the left wing, Connor Horning. Horning going to protect along the left wing. Back to the point, Cotton. Right side, Lysel. Circle, fires wide. And at the left wing point, held in for a moment by Cotton. Played forward, though, and cleared by Everett. Lysel going to turn on the Jets. Lost it. Got it. Trying to go wide on Seeley. Seeley defended him wonderfully. Anderson behind the net to Ng. Ng turned it over in close. Thorpe scores! Zacho Ostopchuk as the puck at the side. Thorpe forced the turnover. Ostopchuk right there to bang home the loose change. It's a bit of a greasy one, but they'll take it. One goal game. I've seen enough Everett greasy ones. This is Lysel. He's going to take taken out hard. They played him really well, but he keeps the play alive. There's a turnover. That's a mistake right there. And how quickly that puck bounces off. Is it Sealy? Not sure who it is, but it ends up on Zach Stick. Ostopchuk, he gets that all-important power play goal. This is important. That attempted clear is just not going to get ever get out. You know, I think that might have been, was that Ryan Hofer with the attempted clear? Doesn't matter. It ends up in the back of the Everett silver tip net. Vancouver within one, and that was important. I, I can't imagine two power plays that Vancouver has this period uh, being more momentum deflating if they don't score a goal. Bit of a review on this, not sure why. Some discussion. It looked like it kind of went off his skate, but I'm pretty sure Ostopic did get his stick on it well, at the very last second. You know what? The skate is okay as long 
As long as it's not in the blue paint, yeah, and, it's long, paint. As, and as long as it's not a distinct kicking, kicking motion. motion. Good goal, 3-2. Well, well I can't tell you how big that goal is, folks. I really can't. One goal, deficit, a whole lot different against the silver tip team that was really, really settling in. As early as the first period, they were really playing Everett silver tip hockey. Look at the, look right off the bat. Look what that goal did, Dan. Look at the forecheck. A big one for the captain to make this a one goal game. I Thorpe with his first point of the series. And so now it's Everett bringing it back. Low Sean, Viking gonna steer it away. Silver tips, bring it back along the left wing. Palmieri, off the glass, down the ice, and Justin Ivanusic gives chase. Seeley behind the net. He'll leave it to the right for Anderson. Long feed forward, right, chipped it. Trying to free it is Lankow. Thorpe trying to angle it forward. Left side, Hofer. Trying to get it deep. Giants clear. Anderson spins away from a check. Power plays resulting in three of the five goals in this period. Giants along the left wing. A pass for Lees. Knocked off his stick. Evan Toth to the right wing, Leslie. He's going to skate it. He'll dump it in. Barreling in after it is Lees against Lambos. Lankow now bumps his man behind the goal. Clear to the line. Campbell, good breakout for Everett. Pass forward. Bo Courtney. First back is Evan Toth. Play to the right wing, Lees. To the right wing for Thorpe. Made one move. Now up ahead, Cotton. Crossing the line with Hall. Cotton, toe drag to the outside, centered, and... Just about deflected in off a silver tip. Right wing side kept in. Lysel along the right wing. Has a man open at the point. Lysel, saucer pass, caught in the drive. And Holt with a clever save with those stop chucks supplying the screen in front of the goal. Yeah, you know, that was Lysel almost at his best in, in, in visualizing what's happening and finding, you know, guys to. And I'll also tell you, that might have been one of Alex Cotton's better shifts too. Yeah, again, off that goal, this is the uh, this is the momentum. And, you know, from the Silver Stips standpoint, Dan, those, these are the things that Dennis Williams says, you know, you've got to obviously uh, attend to. There's going to be momentum changes. You're going to have calls that don't go your way. And both teams now want to get out of this period with a minute and 40 left in a 3-2 uh, Everett League. The late stages of the period has been a... Well, it's been feast or famine, frankly, for the Giants when you think about game one and Alex Cotton scoring in the final minute change with the net empty. But right now it is a 3-2 lead for the Everett Silvertips with 96 seconds to go here in period one. Olin Zellweger sends it in. Knocked down by Weichmann, played up the right wing by Cotton. And that's going to go the length of the ice. That will be an icing. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. That's the mindset of Alex Cotton there. Not sure he would do that again, but it's so important. 
And he knew, Cotton knew that, you know what, I don't want to turn that puck over. We don't want to try any fancy cross-ice passes, even behind-the-net passes. You know, and you you got to be careful about banking it out of your zone off the glass late, too, because of the fact we've seen a lot of pucks go over the glass for penalties. This is a really important, you know, I think a minute and 24, and you see Hofer Hootenen and 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 right out there. This this is a this is a test for Vancouver. Cleared by Palmieri. Down the ice it goes. And I don't know if I'm crazy about that icing call. Thought the Everett defender could have maybe made more of an attempt at that puck. But c'est la vie. One fifteen to play here in the first period. And Michael Dick having obviously a real look at what's going on. Who he gets the last ch- last line change in this building. Ah, he's satisfied that he's got the guys that he wants out there. And to the right of Jesper Weichmann. Lysel taking the draw, isn't he? Yep. One by Everett, kept in at the line by Zellweger. Zellweger going to send it to the left-wing corner for Jacob Wright, who's from Langley. He's got three points in the period. And now trying to center it. Zellweger going to hold it in. Lysel trying to clear it past Zellweger. Not out. Now Lysel gets the puck back. Play to the right-wing hall. Going to golf it back forward, settle down by the Giants, and now Cotton will skate it forward. To the right wing now, Palmieri. Palmieri gonna take it in, trying to make a move. Zellweger defended him well. Palmieri though, stayed with it, and got it in front. And that was a nice second effort from Palmieri as Holt found it, and some pushing and shoving now ensues in front of the Everett goal. Well, there's just an example of, you know, if you will, the green light that the Vancouver Giant defense have to get in deep, you know, get around the net. We've seen Paul Murray. He, you know what? As a seventh-year-old defenseman, I remember this first goal that he got. I think it was in Kelowna. He doesn't have to be encouraged to get in deep. That was impressive by the youngster. Get pucks in the, you know, into a scoring area. What's clear to me, as the more we watch this series go along, especially the two games here, is how it looks like, and there are penalties on the play. Is it just a Vancouver Giant penalty? I uh, don't hooting in Amley, so. It, it appears that the Silver Tips want to get pucks into the feet of the goaltender Vikeman. They want to get pucks into the paint. Nothing too pretty. Get it around the feet area because they feel they've got a chance to win that battle for a loose puck that might come out of a scrum around the net. However, all of this is going to be 4 on 4, 41.5 seconds left. Face off in the Everett zone. Second time of the period that we're 4 on 4. And Silvertip scored on that four on four. They did. Jacob Wright goal. That was, wow, that was a wonderfully executed two on one out of their own zone. It looks like they're going to try going the other way. A four on four goal and two five on four goals here in the first period for Everett. Giants with one goal, five on five, the other goal on a power play. Lee's going to poke it forward for Leslie. Leslie up the left wing. Good hustle by Cotton to skate onto it. Now clear to the left corner. Took a weird hop in that corner again, but Zellweger going to grab it, and he'll clear it forward. And now Campbell dashing down the left side, made a move. Now a drop pass. Roost a shot blocked by Horning. And with five seconds to go in the period, the Vancouver Giants will send it the length of the ice, and time will expire. First period comes to a close. Well, you know, you scored the first goal and the last goal of the period. That's the good news, and you're still in this thing because it threatened for a bit there. It was threatening to get away from the Vancouver Giants. They obviously, they opened the scoring and then, you know, watched the Silvertips score three goals in a row, but got one back at 16-15 of the period. Um, 
And, you know, I mean, that was an important goal at the start and obviously to end it. Not sure what happened in between all that impressive, but this is a hockey game. The Vancouver Giants trailing up by a goal. 3-2 is the score. The Vancouver Giants trailing the Everett Silvertips, but a power play goal late in that period, giving the Giants a bit of life late. Down to ice level we go. Giants associate coach Keith McCambridge. Coach, the importance of the power play goal from Zach Ostopchuk to make this a one-goal game again and going into that locker room with a little bit of life offensively. Your thoughts? Yeah, it gives us a chance again to know we're within one here instead of being down two. Uh, we know in that period, obviously, we were uh, excited to score the first goal in our home building, uh, but just the difference being special teams. We know that they got the second ranked. Uh, they finished with the second best power play in the Western Hockey League for a reason, uh, and we got to be aware of some of the plays that they're trying to make. There's some breakdowns with some uh, second efforts, net front that we got to get better, uh, but we can't let their power play on the ice as many times as we did. Coach, uh, obviously not a on home ice during the season. What does home ice mean in a game like this? Yeah, it's outstanding. Just the crowd, the excitement. You can feel the playoff atmosphere. We just want to uh, reward them for showing up here tonight with a, uh, with a win. Appreciate your time, Coach. Go get him in the second and third. Thank you, guys. Associate Coach Keith McCambridge after 20 minutes of play. We'll take a 60-second break. We're back with the scoring summary right after this. 3-2. The Giants trail the Silver Tips on Sportsnet 650. Time to break down the first 20 minutes. This is the Vancouver Giants Intermission on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to the Langley Event Center. The first intermission underway. The Vancouver Giants tonight trailing the Everett Silvertips by a 3-2 score after 20 minutes of play. First period scoring summary brought to you by Kintech Footwear and Orthotics. Kintech, the footwear and orthotic provider for the Vancouver Giants. Shots on goal in the opening period. For the Giants, 10. For the Silvertips, 9. 10-9 the shots. For the Giants, 3-2 though. The score for Everett, 3-18 in though, Bill. First period, Vancouver Giants draw first blood for the first time in the series. Yeah, terrific pace. Good forecheck. Everything going really well. Got the puck from low to high. Ostopchuk back to Cotton. Really not the easiest play always to make in the Everett Silvertip zone and you know Cotton we've talked at, about that so many times a good quick release Hall gets a piece of it on the way to that and he's got his fifth he's been a factor in the playoffs and this is our play of the period 318 in Vancouver opens the scoring with a one nothing goal sounded like this into the left wing corner Zaplitny to the point for Seeley he lost it Lysel got it by now Hall one on one with Anderson Hall low shot stick save made by Holt Lysel, Ostopchuk, Cotton, shot for the point, scores! Adam Hall, redirection. The Giants have their first lead of the series, 3-18 into game four. Adam Hall, five goals now on the series with that redirect, but 5-11 later, Bill, 5-11, Mark Everett with an answer. Yeah, you know, Hootenin with a wonderful chip off the boards. He's about three feet from the boards, chips it off the wall, picks it up on the other side, past the uh, defenseman, or the forward, rather, for Vancouver. It's a four-on-four -four situation, makes a great pass to right his third. And at 5-11, short-lived Vancouver, 1-0 lead. We're tied at 1. Jacob Wright wasn't done. He'd get another at 8.30 on a power play. Yeah, and it was executed again perfectly. Wonderful job again coming up that left wing, creating a 2-on-1 -on, on one side of the ice. As they entered the zone, that freed Jacob. The far uh, 
side of the ice to take that pass. Power play goal, you don't often see him off the rush like that, but that's exactly what happened in Everett with a 2-1 lead and started to look like they might be on a bit of a roll. 11-16, Ryan Hofer, 3-1 Everett. Yeah, hacking and whacking. I mean, this is the, one of the times they got the puck in the paint. Seeley and Wright are going to get assists, but a work all done by Hofer. Tremendous determination. One whack at it. Nobody takes him out of the play. He's left one-on-one, -on -one basically, with the goaltender, uh, Vikman. He wins that battle. His fifth, the power play goal, 3-1 Everett. Wow, looked like it was starting to get away a bit. But a power play goal at 16-15 from the captain, Zacho Stomchuk. Yeah, nice job. Thorpe, you know, uh, ends up on the, at the side of the net. And that, you know, again, a scramble around the paint area. And that puck ends up on Ostopchuk's stick. Not surprising that he's in that area. He's a kind of forward for Vancouver. That's the kind of forward that's creating all kinds of damage for Vancouver around the uh, 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 and again, the captain leading assist and a, and a goal uh, on, on the two Vancouver goals scored. And all of a sudden, after, you know, 20 minutes with a shot count 10-9 for Everett, or for Vancouver, rather, it, it's doable. And as long as this whole game from start to finish, Dan, is doable, the fans are happy, we're happy, the players are happy, everybody's happy, and it is that after 20 minutes. But it got precarious. It cannot happen again. Let's take a break. When we come back, Greg Ballack in the banquet hall with Steve. Spot Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650. Now more of the Vancouver Giants intermission. You're on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. We are in the banquet hall here at the Langley Event Center. Greg Ballack with Steve Ewan, the bad boy of the province. Bit, province Sports 2-2 in one of the other games that people are watching. Yes, that's Canucks game yes. against the Edmonton Oilers, which is on the screen here at the Banquet Hall. Featuring former Vancouver Giant Amanda Kane. Yes. Segwaying it back. Not Tyler Benson on the Oilers, though. Not not former. Yes, he's <laughs> not there. The score in the game here tonight, 3-2 to two after one period of play for the, the Everett Silver game. Tips. Yes. Game four of the first round series between Everett and Vancouver. So, Steve, we want to talk about that period just a little bit? It I was, would uh, love to talk about it. <laughs> Was I, I thought it was imperative that Vancouver had a very strong, very strong period. I know that uh, you have to have momentum going back to Everett, and I, I felt like they got a little. I felt like you know the, the Adam Hall goal gave them, you know their their first first period goal of this of this series. I thought was huge. Uh, I thought the Zach Ospichuk power play goal has, has got them back in the game. So yeah. It I think if you're the Giants, you have to be pretty happy with where you're at. I think you've, you know, I think you, I think you showed what I, th I think that's, I, one of their better first periods of this series. Well, the Silver Tips had two power play goals in the game, so it was nice for the Giants to get one of their own towards the end of the period. It was uh, not the prettiest of goals, as you mentioned. It, yes. it wasn't uh, one that you'll see on the highlight reels too often. But hey, I think Zach Ostopchuk will take it for his first in the playoffs. I think when the Vancouver Giants get in trouble in the power play is, is when they're trying to be too pretty and trying to use the those the the passing skills of a Fabian Lysel or Alex Cotton. Yeah. Just getting pucks to the net, getting you know, getting bodies to the net, I think is huge. And Ostopchuk, we know he can score pretty goals, but I think he's at his best when he's scoring goals like that. You know, he's a big body. You want to see him go to the net. And not only was he the beneficiary on that play, grinding and going right to the net, he caused that turnover as well on the play. I think that first line, I think I, I think uh, Zach and, and Adam Hall and Fabian Lysel, I think they've, they've been su superb in the series. Hall 
no surprises there as he has five goals now in the series. Uh, that's almost half of the goals the Giants have scored in this series. So his goal in this one got the scoring started. It was a nice one, 318 into the first period, a tip in front on an Alex Cotton shot. Uh, and Dan O'Connor got his wish. The Giants had a lead in this playoff series, scored the first goal of the game, but they still come out of the period down a goal. I, 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 I'm not crazy about their discipline. I think mm-hmm. there was a couple penalties in there that I, I think they would probably like back. Uh, again, they're right there. That that you know the second the second goal, the, the power play goal puts them right. They're one shot away, and I, I think that's a good that's a good spot for them to be right now. I mean, it's not not ideal, but it's a better spot than they've been in the last three games. Yeah, you can certainly say that, and, and they're still in this one by by all means. You know, it's only a one goal game. Uh, still lots of time left, 40 minutes left to play. But getting back to your point about the discipline, uh, I think you make a good point because not only does Everett have two power play goals in that period, uh, the first penalties of the game, uh, 357 in, there was originally going to be a call against Everett. But Ty Thorpe comes in, gives a secondary shot, negates that power play. You, you hate scrutinizing the calls so much, but mm-hmm. in a playoff series like this, when it could come down to a single power play, you hate to see something like that. I, I've thought all along that for Vancouver to win games in the series, they're going to they're gonna need 45 saves, yeah, and they're going to need two or three power play goals. And and you know, I think you you help both causes by not taking those retaliatory penalties. Yeah. You, you you know bail out your goaltender, and you also give your power play a, a better chance yeah. of doing something. And it's not just taking penalties because that that sucks in the first place but uh, penalties like the ones that we saw the retaliatory retaliatory ones and then thorpe a little bit later in the period as well had one where he you know in his own off or in the other team's offensive zone takes a high sticking penalty on on a play that really you know you look at that on the replay and you just say that wasn't necessary he didn't have to do that to his credit he also took a check from behind that he that he he didn't retaliate on so i i think that was you know a, a good spot for him. Yeah, not trying to rag on Thorpe, but uh, it's just it's uh, it, in a series like this. Like I said, it's uh, there's so much scrutinized. This is a very uh, good Everett team that I yeah. think for Vancouver to win, they're going to have to be every as break clo- has to go your way, as close to perfect as as they can. Be. Yeah, yes. and we've seen some of those bounces. We've seen some of the plays behind the net. Uh, it could happen, and and it's only a two-one series. You know, a lot of the talk around the series, of course, it is a one versus eight, but. I think the Giants are a lot closer and in this series than people are giving them credit for. It didn't feel like a 6-2 game in the last no. game. Which is one, one, you can look at one of two ways. You can say, well, look, like they're right there. They're, they're close. You can also say, hey, it looked like they were close and they still lost by four. I think you'd, you'd much prefer the <laughs> the first one there. I, I, I obviously, you know, obviously, this game is huge. Obviously, yeah. you, you don't want to go back to Everett 3-1. So I, I think... To be a shot away after the first period I, I, is not ideal, but it's 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 as good as it been after one period. This is my first chance to see Weichmann since coming back from his injury. Just trying to get a gauge on on where he's at in terms of his pacing, but also his injury itself. Where where do you think he is right now? If you had to do a percentage, where do you think Weichmann is at? Be interesting to talk to him after this is over. Yeah. Where what he admits to? Do you have a hunch. I. I, I think he's close. I think he's close. Yeah. I, I think they, they they were very careful with him. I think they were wise to to not you know ask him to go back to back. Um, I, I I think he's close. I, I think he's yeah. I, I I think he's been good. I I I mean Braden Holt to me has been 
I, you know, uh, the goalie that's done more than I thought that that he was going to do. I, I think he's been very good so far in this series. I think he's been, he's, you know, he's been a goalie story. Pretty big story coming yes. up, and, and and how his stock has risen the last little while. And, and finally, before we send it back upstairs uh, with the second period looming, uh, the series around the WHL, a lot of action in this first round. Are there any other ones that have caught your eye? Which which other WHL series did you? I, the Western Conference to me is fascinating. Yeah. Just just how good Seattle is and, and you know what they did to a you know a pretty good Kelowna team and one one right now in their game today. Yeah and, and and I mean if you go up and you know Portland and, and how well they've played and and I yeah I I'm a big Kamloops guy. I like the way they, they move the puck out of the mm-hmm. back and the goalie and Stankoven to me is the best player in the conference, right? I, I think they're a fascinating team. So I yeah. I think I, I think this West, you know, it's just nice to have playoffs again after a couple yeah. of years without playoffs. But <laughs> yeah, the, I, I think there's a chance that, that it's going to be you know, some really interesting matchups. It, it doesn't feel like it. It's been this long, but they did the, the pre-game video on the screen, and they're running through some of the previous winners, and they kind of just gloss over the last couple of years, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's been a while since we've had a WHL championship. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Um, Prince Albert's out tonight. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the reigning champs. That's right? wild that's, to think of. It feels like you know a decade ago, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, that's that's eight, what it eight was. To two loss to, to uh, Winnipeg Ice in that yeah. one. So yeah, a tough loss for them. And uh, the Giants, they're still in this one though. Three to two, the score after one period of the Everett Silver Tips. Uh, Steve Ewan, appreciate Thanks all your so time much. here. And, and if this is our last conversation this year, we appreciate all the conversations. Uh, I loved it as well. <laughs> hopefully it's not, though. Hopefully we have plenty more uh, to chat about as the games go on. And as Game 4 continues here at the LEC here on Sportsnet 650, we'll bring you the action. Uh, the second period about to get underway. 3-2, to two, Everett leading Vancouver here in Game 4. You're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Time for the second period of Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Here's Dan O'Connor and Bill Wilms. Welcome back to the Langley Event Center. The second period is here. And the Vancouver Giants going right to left on your radio dial and your webcast screen with a minute 19 of four-on-four hockey to play. Prior to the two teams uh, returning to full strength, second period of White Spot Giants hockey presented by White Spot. 3-2 lead for Everett. Mazden Leslie up ahead for Alex Cotton. Return feed for Leslie. He'll carry it in down the left wing side. He'll stomp along the wall left wing. Picked off in front of the Everett goal by Olin Zellweger. Played up the wing. Rolling puck. Held in for a moment by the Giants. And now cleared forward. Knocked down by the Silvertips. And they will circle back to their own zone. Sutter. Up the middle. Nice pass. Through a seam. Roos. Point blank. Ripped it wide. Couldn't settle the puck the other way. He'll go off for a change. And that look for Roost had him in close. Connor Horning, long stretch pass, it connected. Ty Thorbin alone scores! Game four, tie game. Ty Thorp, a terrific goal off a wonderful feed, 3-3. And it couldn't happen to a guy who needs a goal more than Thorpe. 
This is a lot of poise to make that stretch pass. Thorpe gets between two defenders, takes that puck, and I say that's such a big goal for him because he works so hard without the puck. And a guy that works as hard as Thorpe does has to be rewarded with some goals. You see the expression on his face? Hey, we're tied at three. This is a wonderful spot to be. A four-on-four -four goal, and it's a tie game. Now back comes Thorpin, close, another chance, and Holt hogging the left post makes the save. That was a terrific feed from Horning, and Thorpe, the presence of mind, built to knock that puck out of the air and then not lose any speed or momentum skating in. Well, that you know, that's always the key in hockey is does the puck slow a player down? There's a lot of guys it does, and they don't usually go very far in hockey when the puck slows you down. Never mind knocking down a you know a, a puck that's hard to control. Yeah, you're right, a nice job by Thorpe. Right wing side, spinning away Hall of ahead as the Giants get a pivotal goal, four on four. And now a puck goes out of play into the Giants bench as we played a minute 26 here in the second period. And the important thing about that goal too is that it came that early. It wasn't like this Vancouver Giant team was going to be chasing a 3-2 deficit for any great length of time. Remember, Ostopchuk scored at 16-15 of period one to narrow the gap from 3-1 to 3-2. And then early here in the third period, it's a tie game. They face off at center ice. Damian Palmieri can't knock it forward. He coughed it up, and now back comes Everett. Hooting in the shot, and that ripped wide. And a silver tip goes crashing into the net. Left wing, back to the point. Sutter, Lambos, shot through. That was blocked by Lankow and deflected to the corner. Behind the goal. Cleared it to the left. Lankow, puck goes up high. Rimmed around the goal to the right wing. Palmieri, Thorpe, got it ahead to Lankow. Trying to cut that puck. Lankow did well to stick with it, and he'll get the puck in deep. Behind the goal. Everett up the left wing, reversing it behind their own goal. And a chance up the right wing for the Silver Tips to clear. They will. Camazola knocks down Courtney. Weichmann behind his net will play it to the left wing side and now clear to center by the Vancouver Giants. Olin Zellweger for Everett trying to chip it in deep. Knocked down by the Giants and Zellweger retreats. Sends it across the ice. Now to the right wing. Trying to jam it forward. Courtney. Pindle on the wall. Bo Courtney behind the net. Cotton in the middle for Semenuk. Chipping it forward. Lipinski goes in after it. Clear to the right wing. Knocked down by Camazola. Camazola in the corner. Kept in by the Giants. Lipinski trying to settle it for Hall. Up the middle and cleared by Everett. Down the ice. Alex Cotton back to gather it. We're tied 3-3. Three minutes into the second period. Cotton. Up ahead, did that hit Hall? Yes, it did. No icing on the play. Zellweger played behind the net and rim to the point, not out. Held in by Evan Toth. They're going to call it offside. You know the importance of that goal? This is the fourth time in this series that the Vancouver Giants have erased a two-goal Everett deficit. Uh, that, that's impressive stuff. It's hard to do once. Let alone four times. Let in alone a span four of th times. In a span of four games. Exactly. Very, very impressive. Very confidence building. 
Chevrolet, EC Managed IT, and GNF Calabria Credit Cards. Just some of the many great sponsors of these Giants broadcasts here on CHL-TV and Sportsnet 650. Puck in the far corner of the Giants zone, Nico Hootenin. Nice pass to the point. Anderson with a room and an arm save made by Vikman. Kept in by Seeley at the left wing. Seeley along the boards. Trying to free it are the Giants. Toff around the net to the left wing. Lankow decked by Anderson. Almost interference. Boy, that was close. Play continues. Kept in Hootenit. Left side Seeley. Diving as Lees. He can't block it, but Lankow got in the way. Puck cleared. Big shot block and an icing now for the Vancouver Giants. Yeah, that, that was a must on that ice. That icing call. They had to do that. But, uh, you know, o Olin Zellweger, I had Z Xavier, you know, last <laughs> Xander. <laughs> Xander, where are you? I apologize. <laughs> uh, you know, count his exit. Six times he exited in game one in the first period. Once, period number one here tonight. In fact, he, Zellweger had the one turnover. Here's a faceoff win by the Everett Silvertips. Kept in along the left wing side, Matthew Ng. Down low it goes, Zaplitny. I had the X-ray. Like, yeah, hey, hey, I'm sure he's he, <laughs> he's happy with he's, that. He's, he's been called worse. Uh, kept in by Everett. Hammerling into the goal mouth area. Now back to the right wing point. Lambos. Right wing side. In one timer wide off the stick of Hammerling. Cleared now by the Giants down the ice. And good draw weight on that clear. Should allow the Giants to get most of a line change. Now hard after it. A long pass forward. Zaplitny had trouble with it and then blew a tire at the blue line. And now the Giants with a bit of open ice at the left wing side. Lipinski carries across. Trying to jam it to the corner. It goes Semenuk. Behind the net, Lipinski. Lipinski got it back to the point. Now a pass. Caught and scores! A bomb from Alex Cotton at the left wing point. Giants have their second lead of the night. It's 4-3. Yeah, he's been a factor. We talked about it. He's matched Zellweger in the first three games in, in points. Lipinski does some good work protecting that puck to make that backhand pass back to the point. Not always easy. When you're 6-3, you can make that backhand pass a little easier. It's the skill. Look at the celebration. He gets it, Lipinski, back to the blue line. It goes defense to defense. That's what I'm talking about. Way over in that corner. Now, throw it to this side of the ice, and without stopping the puck, the good quick release. Greg, goaltenders in the talk so far for three stars? Nope. Not a chance, eh? Eight. I mean, hey, and it, the goaltending from now to the end of the game is going to be very important. Well, we've got a switch for Everett Cohen side. Cohen McInnes has entered the goal crease for the Everett Silvertips. You called that, buddy. Left wing side, Hall. Left wing, Lysel. Camazola going to bring it in. Pentecost. Lipinski, the other one. Horning, right wing, Ostopchuk. Behind the net for Lysel. Carried up the right wing, and here comes Everett. Hootnit. Behind the goal, and this crowd with something to cheer about, and here come the Giants. Ostopchuk, right wing, Hall. Camazola, the trailer. Camazola, chance, point blank. And a welcome to the game moment indeed for Cohen McInnes. Still 4-3. Uh, Silvertips really a little bit on their heels, reeling after two goals have not only tied this hockey game, but given them the lead. And the first shot he faces 
is from Camazola. And you know, again, the giant deep encouraged to join the rush. Rush, Camazola does. He picks that puck off that left wing, gets a good scoring chance. Face off to the right of McInnes in the Everett net. Behind the goal, Seeley cleared forward. Here comes Campbell for Everett. Left wing side, Courtney towards the goal. Now Campbell along the left wing to the point. Silvertips control out of the slot towards the front of the net, trying to spin his roost, and that was blocked by Lipinski. Kept in, though, at the line by the Everett Silvertips. Right wing corner, Campbell. Behind the net, Roost. Roost in the corner with Lipinski. Freed by the Giants. Bocek. Can he stay with it? Yep. And the puck is cleared. Bocek. Palmieri. Good work by Cull to get the puck deep for the Giants. 4-3. Giants lead. Game four here at the LEC. And now along the left wing. Here's Roost. Gliding down the left side, wide on Leslie, a chance. Nice save by Vikman as he hugs the right post. Can't do that. You can't get that tight coming off that left wing. Fabian Lysel in, weaving forward, crossing the line, offside, whistle blows. We'll take a break. 4-3, Giants lead, white spot, Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to the LEC, and the plot has thickened. Cohen McInnes has entered the game in goal for the Everett Silvertips. He made a big save off Nico Camazola, his first save of the game, but the goaltending picture for tomorrow night all of a sudden a little more murkier, perhaps, for the Everett Silvertips, and the Giants have a 4-3 lead because of it. And now in the defensive zone, Thorpe. Plays it to the left wing side. Kick forward. Lees. Charging hard after it is Evan Toth. Behind the goal. Lankow bumps his man. Lees bumps his man. Good physicality from Lees and Lankow. Thorpe now freeing it. To the point it goes. Leslie. Good patience. Kicks left. Evan Toth. Left wing. Lees with a bit of room. Lees. Nobody there except for a green sweater. And the Silvertips now bring it back. Hofer just going to chip it in and change. Toth, left wing. Rim around the wall, right wing side. Lees checked off the puck, left wing side. And the Silvertips can't find it. Thorpe will. He'll curl around the net. He'll play it to the left wing side. And Lankow able to pressure that puck out to center. Now it's Gibson. Into the middle, Ng sliding his way forward. Chipped by the Giants to the line. Right wing, Hemmerling along the boards. Right wing side behind the goal. Hemmerling centered one time wide. And that is going to stop play. That's what I'm talking about, deflecting pucks up into the netting. Uh, to me, one of the key, keys in it, it, it's been okay. It hasn't been great, but it's, the anticipation in your own zone to break up a play before it threatens a goal. And that's so much done with your stick, and you saw that deflection, you know, the top in, out of the playing surface there. Uh, puck management, man, oh, man. And you know where the puck manage is most noticeable at the two lines, the blue line of your own zone, the blue line at the other team's zone. Hooten in a shot right off the draw, and Vikman kicks out the left pad and makes a terrific save. Hooten in left side. Now another shot. Vikman 
to his right. No rebound, play stops. This is a massive momentum shift right now. This sequence right here, the toe kick save by Weichmann was very impressive. Everett gets another chance from low in the faceoff circle. This is a toe save to start with. This is a big one. Uh, was this the second part? Yeah, that was the second part of that after he made a wonderful save. Those are two chances on Weichmann that that Vancouver now has to withstand that. they got to get that puck out of the zone. That was a dangerous two-sequence. Weichmann was the best player in those 30 seconds. Four for four in this second period is Jesper Weichmann in net for the Giants. Here they come up ice. Palmieri to center. Lost it, got it back. He's going to try and make a move. He's going to get checked. And now Everett brings it back. Good recovery by Adam Hall. Left wing side, Hall takes a feed, could be numbers, Hall in close, too far for Ostopchuk. Cotton walks the line, what a move, made a guy miss, and then at the point got checked, puck goes out to center. Now Ostopchuk going to turn on the Jets, he's going to take it himself down the right wing, trying to cut in, in close, he just ran out of room. And now McKinnis colliding with his own teammate. Lysel trying to keep it alive, and out the center we go. You know, that's a move that Zach Ostopchuk wouldn't have even tried last year. Boy, he's, he's really determined to increase that offensive ability that he has. Cotton, backhand, kept in by Everett. Campbell in the corner with Cotton. Played behind the goal. And now protected and freed around the boards to the left wing side. Centered, redirected. Feichmann stayed with it, the puck is loose, it's in! That might have been an own goal. The Silvertips tie it. We could see the puck free from here, and Hunter Campbell has his first of the series, 4-4. Yeah, you see a dejected group of Vancouver Giants. That puck was in the far right corner. Then it went to that far left corner on your screen. Then it got into the paint area. You had all kinds of traffic in there. Weichmann, totally sure where the puck was. He thinks it's underneath him. Watch where that puck ends up going. Didn't get a great look there, but the deeper he got pushed into his own net, the more net there was exposed. And they're not even gonna look at this for no. any other reason. We are tied at four. Wow, 14-14 shots on goal. We got a 4-4 game. The silver tips along the wall, right wing side. Zellweger goes back for it. Played to the left wing and now out. Ostopchuk lost it. Ing flies down the left wing. Ing. Good back check by Ostopchuk. Now loose behind the net. The Giants get it back. Camazola and Lysel get crossed up a little bit, but now Camazola, long pass forward, Ostopchuk. He'll rim it in. Left wing side. Nine goals in game one. Ten in game two. Eight in game three. Eight already in game four. And we're not even, we're just past the halfway mark. Old time hockey in round one. As Ty Thorpe. He's had a good night. As he has three no, two points on the game so far here for the Vancouver Giants. Our anonymous broadcast contributor pointed out, I said Ostomchuk, or sorry, Thorpe only had the one point in the series, or his first point in the series tonight. I was 
incorrect in that. He's now got three points in the series thanks to uh, an assist that he had on a goal previously. Behind the goal in Giants territory. Thorpe coughed it up the middle, but good second effort from Julian Cole to get that puck out to center ice. And now the Silvertips, Toff. Can't find it. Hemmerling will. Hemmerling, a shot and a stick save made by Vikman, and the puck goes flying out of play. One of the most important things in the last eight minutes of this period in a 4-4 game, which has had a number of momentum shifts, is now you get, can't get caught on the ice staying out too long. You must to get out of this period here. You cannot, if you're the Vancouver Giants, give up anything. The last thing they want is a team like the Everett Silvertips to take a lead in the third period, which you said in our pregame show, a, a lead after 40 minutes for the Everett Silvertips in the regular season. They were out. What was that number? It was crazy. They hadn't lost a game. Not in regulation. Not in regulation. So now you want to make sure your shifts are very, very brief, very quick. And you got to make smart line changes. Well, and now the, the fitness, the attrition, the chess match really intensifies, especially, Bill, with another game tomorrow night, less than 24 hours from now. The 7.30 start tonight, the 6 o'clock start tomorrow, so fatigue and energy is going to be a factor, and you might see a little more of you know, some of the younger players for both of these teams because of that very fact. Well, well they can't be thinking. Vancouver can't possibly be thinking about tomorrow night, though, can they? I mean, you can't go past this hockey game right here. you got, you got to throw everything you got out there. Kept in by the Giants at the point. Cotton spins. Kicks right. Lysel. Circle. Low shot. Save made. McKinnis. Lipinski whacks at it. Palmieri fired high and over the goal. Oh, what a chance. Kept in by the Giants. Lysel. Drag move. Low to the front of the goal. Loose. And a delayed penalty coming up to the Everett. Silver tips. Lysel draws the call. And the Giants to their third power play of the night as the second period continues. You know, it's interesting because the more action there is around the front of the net, and in any net, uh, the guy sometimes that gets their last, in this case it was Palmieri, he got there late. He's a defenseman. He got into the crease area, circle area, and as I was going to say, the guy that gets her the last sometimes is most dangerous, gets the best chance, and boy did Palmieri ever get an opportunity there. The long and the short of all of it is it's a Vancouver Giant power play. They can get a look at it here. This is Cotton with the chance. They get the play to the front of it. Now watch what happens at this point where that, here comes Palmieri, 13. Great job, video crew. That was that close to Palmieri, again, extending this Vancouver lead. Giants on their third white spot power play of the night. Cotton, left wing of Stopchuk. Glides left, Hall. Offside are the Giants trying to gain the line. It's a good one, huh? It's, uh, th 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 there's been a, a buzz in the building all night, and you can really get a sense of the urgency. Uh, just to finish your point, you said you can't look past tonight. That my only counterpoint to that, Bill, might just be just the, the energy management, having to, you know, deal with the reality of a pending game five tomorrow less than 24 hours from now. 
Yeah, I, and I know what you're saying. And, and during the season, that, I think, is a whole lot less important. I, I agree with you. But this is do or die. Almost. You can't fall behind 3-1. you got to leave it all on the ice here tonight. Everything. Lysel wide down the right wing. And he'll rim it around the boards to the left wing. Hall. Hall at the circle. Goes wide behind the net. And he'll pin it back to the left circle for Cotton. Cotton saucers one to Connor Horning. A low shot redirected. Where is it? Cohen McInnes found it in the glove and hangs on. Yeah, that's impressive that that puck never got out of the paint area. Horning with a good shot, a good wrister, traffic in front, and McInnes so happy, I guess, as a goaltender saying, you know what, that puck never bounced off anybody, it never deflected off a stick, and it certainly didn't get far away from me as a goaltender, grabbed it, and is going to have a face-off to his right. A lot of time left, a minute and seven in his power play. They win the draw to the Giants, caught in a one-timer, scores! Have a night, Alex Cotton. Giants lead, 5-4, power play goal. He was acquired from the Lethbridge Hurricanes in a trade to give this Vancouver Giants team offense. There's a clean win by Ostopchek. Play catch, put it on a tee, and it's in the back of the net. Absolutely right. Cotton so impressive in this series so far. Another look at it. You know, when you go defense to defense like that, and that Everett Silvertip penalty kill stays that deep in their own zone, you got a chance, and Cotton can get it through. Wonderful. A power play goal. And a 5-4 lead, the third lead of the night for the Giants. Horning with an assist. Ostopchuk as well. And the Silver Chips come right back. A good look in close. And Vikman and Toth protecting the front of the net. Right wing Lees chipped forward. And spinning. And now a pass ahead, right. Hooten and offside, Everett. Break time, 5.51 remaining in the second. Giants five, Silvertips four. White Spot Giants Hockey, Sportsnet 6.50. Welcome back to the Langley Event Center. A 5-4 lead for the Vancouver Giants. This game has featured a number of lead changes. But the Giants right now, where it counts, it is a 5-4 score with time winding down here in the middle period. This game feels so far from over oh, it with, with how we've been going and the play's going to get whistled down here on a hand pass from the Everett Silvertips. You know, and, and this is the difference between what the Giants are able to do against the Silver Tip team so far tonight. Most nights when the Silver Tips get in a groove and take a 2-1 or 3-1 lead, a two-goal lead, you can feel it's almost over. That you're isn't gonna you're not gonna get a lot of goals. You might get a, a snack against the Everett Silver Tip team defense. You're not gonna get a full meal. Well tonight they've got five goals. It you've got them thinking defense. And Alex Cotton with a pair in the second period. He's got three now in the series. Zacho Stopchuk has had quite a night as well for the Giants with a goal and two assists. 
Thorpe, one and one. Alex Cotton, though, leading the way with two goals and one assist. It's been a great night for Langley born players. Two goals for Jacob Wright, two goals for Alex Cotton. Well said. And <laughs> how big would a two goal lead be for Vancouver Giants? There's still 519 left this period. And you know what? You get the feeling that neither one of these teams can can really default to checking only, to tighten it up. Tightening it up doesn't seem to be an effect here tonight. Shot back into the stands by the Everett Silvertips at center and a face-off now upcoming outside the blue line of the Vancouver Giants. Yeah, I mean, it can happen any time, but obviously Hooten and, and, you know, Hofer haven't really done a ton in this second period. But as I said, I, I'm fully aware that that can change in a split second. And discipline becomes even more of essence now as the Silvertips bust up ice. Ronan Seeley takes it coast to coast and a shot stopped by Vikman and a delayed penalty now upcoming to the Giants. Anderson kicks to the left. Seeley drive. Glove save. Vikman down and the Giants touch up. But the Everett Silvertips, who are two for two on the power play tonight, are going to get their third man advantage. Yeah, you know, Ronan Seeley, the 19-year-old from Olds, Alberta, the Carolina draft, also a seventh rounder. I stand corrected. It's going to be a Silvertip penalty. No, it's going to be both. Both. There he goes, Thorpe as well. But Seeley really, his skating compliments this guy's anticipation. him over and over again how he breaks up plays and. He's the guy that drove the offense into the Vancouver Giants zone on that last play, and everything that happened after that was what resulted in the penalty. And we're going to play two-on-two two, what now for third time, I think. Third separate time tonight that we've been four-on-four, four, and each team has a four-on-four four goal on the evening. Ty Thorpe, the breakaway goal for the Vancouver Giants, and the... Two-on-one goal for the Everett Silvertips with Wright and Hootenin. To the left of Jesper Weichmann. Face-off win for the Silvertips. Anderson, right wing point. Flip one through, Weichmann the glove save, and he'll chuck it to his left. Lysel chopped down, kept in by Hofer. Lysel goes right back at him, and Hofer, all six foot three of them, stays on his feet. Puck centered, and now a steal, and a two-on-one. Lysel and Leslie. Lysel scores! Wow. The Giants have a two-goal, and Fabian Lysel goes upstairs and in. Dan, I don't know if we can go back far enough. Lysel got knocked down. He came back and put a hit on Hofer. He bounced off Hofer. It wasn't going in there. Watch number 11 here. But when that puck came free, away he goes. Now he's got Mazden Leslie on the far right of his screen. But he's got too much net there to not shoot that puck and goes top corner. But what a shift for Lysel. Again, he makes the hit, gets knocked down, gets up, gets the puck, and then this happens. What a shot. What a release. A two-goal lead for Vancouver Giants. For the first time in this series, the Vancouver Giants have a two-goal. 
And four on four has meant trouble here tonight. And that becomes even more of a factor, Bill, by the fact that the Everett Silvertips were going to have a power play. But they took off the power play with the retaliation. And 6-4, now the score. Giants lead by two. I think it was the, the extra dig at Vikman which got that call. So it was, a, it was actually a goaltender interference. And you don't see that call very often, but crucial, crucial call in this game. Austin Roost and Ty Thorpe in the box for their respective teams right now in a 6-4 lead for the Vancouver Giants in game number four of this series. Olin Zellweger, left wing, nearly turned over in front of the Everett goal. Now it is. Lees to the high slot for Hall, going to walk the line. That one hit Ng up high, kept in. And Cotton, or sorry, Horning behind the net. Kept in now along the left wing point from Cotton for a moment. Now Ng will clear it forward for Zellweger. Turned over, Adam Hall back the other way for the Giants. Will get to a loose puck and he'll dump it deep. 3-10 to play in the second. 6-4 Vancouver. Ben Hemmerling. Up the middle for Everett, crossing the line, left wing feed, looking for a trailer. Zach Ostopchuk knocks his man down. Leslie, Lysel carries wide, dodges a check. He's got Toth. Instead, Lysel holds it, and he zigs away with the puck. Fabian Lysel hauled down. He wants a call. He's not going to get one. Hard rim from Ostopchuk to the right point for Leslie. Mazden Leslie. Carries blindly threw it behind him, and this could be trouble. This is a break for Roost. Roost in alone. Weichmann out to knock him off the puck. He doesn't get a shot on goal. And now a penalty behind the net as a giant and a silver tip were crossed up together. Is this going to be a Vancouver power play? Well, I can tell you, there was a turnover, and, and you know, Mazden Leslie, we. Cut him a ton of slack. He's as polished a 16-year-old as you'll see play defense in the Western Hockey League. And that toughest position to play in the league to start with, never mind as a youngster. And he doesn't turn pucks over very often, but that resulted in a turnover and a stretch pass, if you will. And this crowd is reacting to this call. You see the penalty there. A hooking call. There's the stretch pass. And... Desperation play by the desperation play by the goaltender. Puck stays out, but a penalty called. And the Boobirds are really not happy about it. This is a late call, and they're giving it to Ty Thorpe. So right to the power play for a third time tonight. That might be our save of the game to this point. Uh, wasn't a clean chance, but Vic Weichmann, a big part of that puck staying out of the net. Thorpe in the box. Silver tip power play. Neither team with a shorthanded goal in this series. Hootenit cuts to the middle. Now Horning lost his stick. Seeley at the point. Stolen by Hall and sent the length of the ice. Zellweger back to get it. And he will skate it forward. 
right wing Hofer. Back to Zellweger, left wing Hootenin. He'll rim it in. Right side, right. Played around the boards to the left wing side. Hootenin, left wing, controlling it. To the right, Zellweger. Hootenin. Seeley. He'll fake. He'll walk to the middle. He'll slide to Zellweger. Now they'll switch. Zellweger, Seeley. Right circle. Doesn't have a shooting lane. Good work defensively by the Giants. The puck held in by Zellweger. Shot block from Horning, and he'll clear it. Boy, Hootenin was way over in that faceoff circle, a long way from that play, just ex expecting a pass to come to him and never got there. He's still on the ice. Lambos down the right wing for Everett. Trying to center it. Knocked down by Alex Cotton. Cotton on a backhand. Clears to center. Hall. Can't find it. Now cleared forward. And the Giants. Zellweger behind the net. Lambos. Nearly coughed it up in front of his net. Chipped forward off the glass. Knocked down. And the Giants are going to kill it off. Ty Thorpe back on the ice. Everett, two for three on the man advantage. Both teams, in fact, tonight, two for three. Ten seconds to go in the period. The Giants, the Silver Tips, second period, in where the Vancouver Giants have come out guns a-blazing. And a shot from the right wing is going to deflect around the boards. And what a period for the Vancouver Giants. They outscore Everett 4-1 in the second period. And have a 6-4 lead in game four on home ice. Ty Thorpe, we're gonna talk to him in a moment as he gets an explanation from the referee. But the Giants and the Silvertips in an absolute spirited affair here tonight. 4-1, the score for the Giants in that second period. Thorpe with one, Cotton with two of them, and Fabian Lysel with a goal at 15-47 off the rush. The Vancouver Giants lead this game by a 6-4 score, and we've got Giants forward Ty Thorpe now downstairs. Ty Talk about the emotion of that second period and making this a 6-4 game in favor for the Giants. Yeah, you know, uh, tensions are high and it's a fast-paced game and it's good to, you know, get the con going and our power play was clicking there and good penalty that the boys killed off for me there and I think we just got to continue with that and stay uh, consistent and keep pushing in the third. Ty, playoffs are always fun to play and then when you get a game that's got 10 goals like this one with you guys with a two goal lead how much more fun is this kind of a game to play cup playoff hockey yeah it's awesome and uh we just got to keep going here we uh, can't let off the gas and we really haven't had too many leads in this series but 
we got to take it to them and stay on the four check and just uh, keep playing hard, keep checking. Go get them. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Ty Thorpe, after 40, we'll take a 60-second break. We're back with the second period scoring summary next on Sportsnet 650. Time to break down the first 40 minutes. This is the Vancouver Giants intermission on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Langley Event Center, 40 minutes through. Vancouver Giants leading the game by a 6-4 score over the Everett Silvertips. Second period scoring summary presented by Kintech Footwear and Orthotics. Kintech Orthotic provider for the Vancouver Giants. A 3-2 lead for Everett after one period of play. Ty Thorpe wasting little time, Bill, in the second period. 3-3 game, a minute three in. Yeah, four on four. Wonderful stretch pass by Horning. Gets it to Thorpe. He's home free. Scores a goal to tie the game, making that now erasing a two-goal deficit in this game and the fourth time in this series. The Giants have erased a two-goal deficit. What a period for Alex wow. Cotton. He scores his first of two in the period right at the five-minute mark. Deep in the zone, going from left to right, Lipinski with that big body protects the puck to get a, a backhand pass to the point to Pentecost. Cross the blue line to Cotton. The shot, the five-minute mark, his second of the playoffs 4-3 Vangley they have a lead Alex Cotton well actually before that Hunter Campbell gets a bit of a greasy one for Everett puck was kind of lying in the blue paint he found it tie game yeah corner to corner behind the net into the crease area it looked like the only guy that didn't see or didn't lose sight of the puck was a referee and Hunter Campbell he jammed it home we were tied at four Alex Cotton wasn't done 13-32 from his office at that left point an eerily similar goal makes it 5-4. Just a wonderful uh, goal. Ostopcha, clean face-off win on a power play. Back to Horn, uh, to uh, Cotton. Cotton to Horning. Horning back to Cotton. The shot finds the back of the net. 13-32 Vancouver with a 5-4 lead. Wow. Remember, they trailed 3-1 at one point in this hockey game. 15-47, our play of the period. Yeah, you know, I mean... I know we haven't got all of it, but I'm going to tell you, there was a hit by Hofer on Lysel in the corner to our right. Lysel went back and said, I ain't going to take that. And he tried to knock Hofer on the ice. You called it. He said he just bounced off him. The puck came free to him, and away he went up the ice. Again, a four-on-four -four situation. Mastin Leslie is to his right, chasing the play as hard as he can, gets involved, that he makes an option for Lysel. He can make the pass to Leslie. He decided his shot, he has that great to shoot. He has that great shot, he goes upstairs, puts that a second of the series and a big, big, massive penalty, penalty kill late in that period, keeps it a 6-4 Vancouver lead. Play of the period sounded like this. Anderson, right wing point, flip one through, Vikman the glove save and he'll Chuck it to his left, Lysel, chopped down, kept in by Hofer. Lysel goes right back at him, and Hofer, all six foot three of them, stays on his feet. Puck centered, and now a steal, and a two-on-one if the Giants hurry. Lysel and Leslie, Lysel scores! Wow. The Giants have a two-goal lead, and Fabian Lysel goes upstairs and in. 6-4, the Giants lead, third period looming at the LEC. Each team two for three on the power play, Giants up two. 
We'll take a break. To the banquet hall we go shortly. This is White Spot Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Now more of the Vancouver Giants intermission. You're on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Welcome to the second intermission here at the LEC. Greg Ballack to break it all down for you. And I'm joined with a special guest here in the second intermission, Adam Kurzenblatt of Area 51 Sports. Adam, thanks for joining me. Thank you for uh, having me, uh, Greg. Yeah, it's our first chance to chat here in the intermission and no shortage of topics about uh, this Giants and Silver Tips game as we were talking a little bit off the air. 6-4 uh, is the score if you're just tuning in in favor of the Vancouver Giants. Uh, quite the period for those G-men. Four goals scored. Uh, Alex Cotton with a pair of them. Uh, what can you say about the offensive explosion in that second? Well, Alex Cotton, obviously the big uh, point producer there with the uh, two goals. Zach Ostopchak, four points so far. And then Fabian Lysel coming down the wing and just firing it over Cohen McInnes' uh, glove. You can't ask for anything better than that. Yeah, you mentioned Cohen McInnes' name. Uh, there has been a goaltending change. Uh, Braden Holt no longer in uh, for the Everett Silver Tips in this game. And a tough, uh, tough welcome to the game for McInnes, uh, as he has allowed two of the goals. Uh, Holt pulled after four goals on 13 shots, so not the best performance for him in this one. Uh, both goalies are, are having a tough time, I think, in this one with the, not a ton of shots, but we're we're sure seeing some goal scoring here tonight. Well, you expect it from the series. Uh, you guys were talking a little bit earlier. You know, we've already had a 10-goal game this series, but for 10 goals to happen by the end of the second and you're just over 30 shots combined, <laughs> that doesn't happen, especially with Braden. And, you know, Everett, they're a goaltending factory. Yeah. Like, that's, this does not happen to Everett. So maybe it's a little shaken. Maybe this game four is shaken. Their goalies are a little bit shaken. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were looking a little bit ahead to tomorrow's night's game, but something is uh, definitely going on with the Everett goaltenders. Yeah, that's been sort of the staple of the Silver Tips franchise, right, is the, the defensive structure and all those years under Kevin Constantine uh, and the goalies that you mentioned that have come out of Everett. Uh, yeah, you, you don't often see a 6-4 game involving Everett after two periods of play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, more like a 6 nothing game if yeah. you're Everett or 6-1. <laughs> but yeah... You know, credit to the Giants. They put six up on one of the best defensive teams in the entire WHL through two periods. Yeah, and you mentioned that Fabian Lysel goal coming in off the wing, the one that made it 6-4. to four. What can you say about that? Like, he, he had a few different ways he could have gone with that rush, decides to just rip it, and, man, did he did he ever pick his corner on that shot? Well, you know, this is not the first time Lysel has done it in this building during the playoffs. You remember uh, back to uh, Game 3 where he basically destroyed a water bottle yeah. going uh, over the shoulder of Brain Holt. Uh, it, obviously, it didn't result in anything, but that goal is so important. Uh, after last game, so Game 3, when we talked to uh, Michael Dick, the head coach of the Vancouver Giants, mm -hmm. he mentioned it'd be nice to play with the lead. So we saw it. The Giants took a lead. They allow three goals. They come back. They take a lead. They allow another one. So they didn't really have chance to build. And then that Lysel goal is this, is this kind of first opportunity that shows that they can build off of a lead and go into a period up and not behind. Yeah. 6-4 is the score after two periods of play. Being joined here by Adam Kurzenblatt of Area 51 Sports here in the second intermission. And, yeah, it's it's an interesting test for this Giants team, I think, coming out for the third period. Uh, we mentioned it's their first lead of the series. Even though they won game one, it was overtime, so there was no technically no lead in that game. Playing with a lead in a playoff series 
is different. It's not the same as the regular season. And you have a guy like Jesper Weichmann between the pipes for the Giants just battling out there. How do you see this third period going? And for the Giants, what should their strategy be? Should it be to pull back a little bit, or should they keep the foot on the gas pedal? I think that we've seen what happens when the Giants kind of relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everett turns the puck o- or Vancouver turns the puck over. Everett scores automatically. Yeah. You know, every single one of Everett's goals are within that goal crease. So Everett is just going to keep driving the net. They're going to try to keep getting those, you know, those goals from five, ten feet within the, the goal. Ones. Yep. Yeah. You know, the Giants have to clear out the garbage. They got to make sure that they stop passing the puck through the center of the ice, which has been a constant theme throughout this series, mm-hmm. and it always seems to end up in the back of the net. But one thing I'm looking for is the discipline of this team. Now, last game, 96 between the two teams. The Giants had 60. Yeah. Um, and what it, what's going to happen? You know, we've seen in the series, like. Uh, Leslie's been pulled out of a pile. Palmieri's been pulled out of a pile and given penalties and putting yeah. the Giants on the penalty kill. So how are they going to toe that discipline line? There was actually a play that was really impressive by Ty Thorpe in that, um, in that second period. So he got hit, you know, clean hit mm-hmm. after he delivers the puck. And I believe it was Hootenin who delivered the hit, who yeah. seems to be delivering every <laughs> hit uh, for Everett with Swetlikoff not there. Yeah. But instead of Thorpe, you know, going back at him maybe cutting a penalty, he looks at him, and he just skates away. I don't know if he says something, but mm-hmm. you just skate away. They want uh, they want to play physical. Don't draw. Don't make the referees call a penalty yeah. that doesn't need to be called. Mazden Leslie has talked about it in the past where, you know, they can play their physical game all they want. It's up to the Giants to just keep playing their game, yeah. ignore the physical stuff, not get pulled into these scrums, because we've already seen it a couple times. Refs are pulling people out of scrums. Yeah. It may be uh, coincidental minors, but the next one, who knows? And coaches hate that too, right? Because it's something that you can physically control. You don't have to punch a guy back if he, yeah. if he shoves you. So that alone uh, for the discipline, I think, is, is pretty crucial for this Giants team. Exactly. You know, yeah. if, whether it's we, – we've seen it. Team's about to go on a power play. Uh, it's a questionable hit, and all of a sudden it's four on four because somebody goes and grabs somebody. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, end of game scrums. We've had end of game scrums every single game so far <laughs> this year. Uh, the little scrums after the whistle. Like these referees, you can kind of tell that they're trying to control the series a little bit more and that if they have to throw people to the box they're going to do it well i'd argue that the possible turning point in this game was a penalty that was called after the fact and it was a penalty that was supposed to go to ty thorpe for slashing everett instead takes a goaltender interference penalty on that same play four on four lysel scores that goal exactly and that's a perfect example you know i know that Everett wants to drive the net drive the net they've been doing it all series uh, but eventually, if you're not careful, you're going to hit the goaltender and you're going to get that penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one. I th- that was one of those plays that Everett probably wa- doesn't believe it should be a penalty, like because they've been driving the net all game. Yeah. But you got to control your emotions, uh, and especially when you think you're going to get a power play. Sometimes the best option is just get the puck on net and try not to get a penalty by crashing the goal. Yeah, you take your risk when you do that, right? You you take the risk that the ref will call the penalty, and Everett knows that uh, Vikman's playing a little banged up, so they're not going to shy away from going hard to the net, but it could come with a cost. Exactly. Hofer, uh, every time he gets the puck, you know, that's a (laughs) 6'3 guy coming towards you, and he always seems to be... Uh, pulling that Bo Horvat move through the <laughs> through the uh, crease, 
So you got to be careful uh, whenever it definitely has the puck on the rush. That's right. Well, we're about a minute away from puck drop here for the third period. So uh, appreciate your time, Adam, and uh, thanks for doing this. Thank you very much for having me. That's Adam Kersenblatt, Area 51 Sports. Check out his writing about the Giants on there. But we have a third period to get you to the final 20 minutes of action of Game 4 between the Giants and the Silvertips. Coming up next, 6-4, to four, the Giants lead it. You're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Time for the third period of Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Here's Dan O'Connor and Bill Wilms. You win the third and you guarantee a game six back in this building Monday night. That is the reality facing the Vancouver Giants right now who take a 6-4 lead into the third period. Nice in game four, game five, tomorrow night, six o'clock from the Angel of the Winds Arena in Everett. You can hear that game on Sportsnet 650 and CHL TV. Silvertips with the puck right circle. Hofer to the front, they score Jacob Wright. 12 seconds into the third period, the Silvertips refuse to go quiet. This is a misplayed puck. Not surprising that off that faceoff, the Everett's they get control, they're going to take that puck into your zone. They get 15 feet over the blue line, and there's just a mishandle in how quickly that puck ends up in the back of that. This is what I'm talking about. There's two players mishandle the puck, and that's the guy you don't want to give it to is Hofer. He just translates the puck to right, and just like that, their big line tie, you know, comes within one of tie in this game. That is a massive goal to give up that early in the period that's a pretty dejected vancouver giant group but they've got to battle back you got to play now dan like you scored the last goal rather than gave it up and the hat trick goal for langley's jacob wright hofer the lone assist 12 seconds in to the third period and the everett silver tips Back within one, Fabian Sell chasing after it along the left wing as Ronan Seeley gives chase. Left wing side, and the puck cleared out to center. Peppered back into the Everett net. And Seeley behind his own net, and up the right wing, the Silvertips will skate it forward. Left wing side, Thorpe. Behind the goal. Wrapping it around. Lee's poking away at it. No dice. And back come the silver tips as they dump it in. Toth. Up the left wing. Played up the left wing. It did it did hit Lankow, and they're gonna say no icing. And the silver tips will skate it back forward. Zellweger. Bumped. Trying to get the puck deep are the silver tips. And now up the left wing side, Lipinski. Semenuk chasing after it. Four points tonight for Ostopchuk. Three points for Alex Cotton. And the Giants are have drawn a penalty. It'll be a high-sticking penalty coming up to the Everett Silvertips. Zaplitny is going to go to the box. And the Giants, who are two for three on the power play tonight, go to work. Well, all in all, uh, you got to remember, and I've said this was one of the keys for me for the start of the playoffs, was that you're dealing with guys that haven't had playoff experience. 
And so, you know, with the two-goal lead coming out in the third and giving up one early, all right, is there some inexperience here? Are some jitters? Absolutely. Hey, this is a power play now that can restore a two-goal Vancouver lead, and it's been very, very effective. Alex Cotton, get the puck in his hands. That's a guy right there, number 27 for Vancouver. Could you imagine if we had a two Langley hat-tricks in the same game? Yeah, Cotton and uh, right. Cotton has it right now. He wants to shoot it. He sends to Horning right side. Now back to Cotton. He'll fire! Loose puck. And McKinnis did not have it covered, but the referee blew play dead. Oh, he wanted it. Oh, did he ever. <laughs> but you know what? The big thing on your power play, first, you can't be selfish. And, and this is just giving up the puck to Horning. And watch what happens when you get the puck, as Cotton does there, you create chaos. Your power play sometimes wants to do exactly what you see on your screen doing there, is creating chaos around the front of the net. That's a positive step in the first part of this power play. The Vancouver Giants and the Everett Silvertips. A 6-5 thrill ride right now with plenty of time still to go in the third. Bit of a delay with the official Rasmussen. I believe he took a stick during that last little scrum there in the hand. He's getting some repairs over by the Giants bench. Mike Bernstein is on the case. So, Dan, you're the stat guy. You got right with three goals. We got Cotton with three uh, uh, three points. So, Stopchek with four points. Anything else we're missing there? I mean... Ty Thorpe with a multi-point game tonight for the Giants. He's got one and one. Right now, Stomchuk leading the way with a goal and three assists. Two assists for Connor Horning. Two and one for Alex Cotton. Coming from a lot of guys that you want it to come from. This is really, really important part of your offense is to have it spread around. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you've got your go-to guys. You've got your skill guys there. You want the puck in their hands. The power play like this, you want the puck in the hands of a guy who can handle pressure. Chance win the draw. Lysaldo can't hold it in. A little too much zip on that faceoff win. And now Connor horning up the right wing. And here come the Giants. Cotton. He'll leave it for Lysel To the right wing. Horning. Bouncing puck along the wall. Freed by Everett and out. Cotton can't find it. Roost. Oh, he got tripped up on the play. Cotton pretty much had to. Otherwise, Roost would have had a step. But Giants take themselves off the power play. And for a zillionth time here tonight, we're going to be four on four. Well, you know, that was that, that, that was a Vancouver power play that on the entry had no chance getting it deep. So what happens? You have a, a, a Power play guys standing still. They had four of them. You could almost throw a blanket over top of all of them. And away goes Roos. That's the opportunity he was looking for. He draws the penalty. And we're going to play, as you say, four on four again. But, dang, you should never get in a position to have to, on the power play, chase the puck back to your own blue line and take a penalty. For a minute eight, we'll be four on four. Then Everett will go to their fourth power play. Vancouver Giants tonight, for a fourth straight game, have two power play goals. Everett wins the draw. Sutter in the corner for Ng. Ng tied up. Doug Free. Ng in front. Score. Tie game. 
Well, he can do it all for this team, can he? He's so polished. He's so poised. You get a goal in the first 12 seconds of the period. You win the battle against the back wall. That's just getting outworked. That's two silver tips coming up with a puck. And, you know, all the while that battle was happening in that corner right there, Zellweger knew that if that puck comes out of that scrum, he's over in the far side. He knows if they get it to me, I'm going to shoot it. I got a good scoring opportunity. Exactly what happened. A four-on-four four goal, <laughs> and this game is tied. And I don't think it's going to end 6-6. Well, it won't because of <laughs> overtime, but I think it's going to be some scoring oh, happen here before we get to that point. Last, last shot wins here tonight as the Silvertips, who are... 40 seconds away from a power play. Might have to check the math, but I think we've had four goals tonight come four on four. Put Greg Ballack to work on yeah, that. Yeah, do something, Greg. Loose puck. Oh, nearly turned over. That could have been trouble for the Giants, but Jacob Wright overskated it. And now it'll be hooting it behind. J Jacob Wright for sure four on four, Zellweger four on four, Lysel four on four, Thorpe four on four. There have been four scored tonight in this game. Then you factor in the four power play goals. And Freed out to center by the Giants. Silvertips dump it in and now a power play for 40 seconds. Turn over in front of the net. Veitman going to steer it away. Thorpe to the line, not out. Zellweger made a move. He'll leave it for Seeley. Ronan Seeley, left side. Hootenin in close, shot blocked. Trying to settle that bouncing puck. Hall falls, doesn't get it out. Kept in by Zellweger. Circle, low shot, ripped wide. And that one will clear all the way around the boards and out to the Everett zone. You know, I didn't think five minutes into this period with a 6-4 lead going in that Vancouver would be hanging on. They are right now. They're trying desperately to keep it a tie game. Left wing side. Poked forward along the wall. Silvertips free it. Zellweger behind the goal to Roost. Roost left wing. Tried to center it for Hootenit. Clear to the line, not out, held in by Everett. Hofer spins away from a check. Backhander, not cleared. Kept in by Everett. Now a second time and a backhander towards the net. Didn't get on target. Hofer to the point for Sutter. Aiden Sutter to the outside. Ivanusic trying to check him. Couldn't clear it. Five minutes gone, third period. A 6-6 game here at the LEC. Toth. Has a look up the left wing ahead for Lipinski. Checked by the Silvertips in a big collision. Lambos and Bocek collide and Sutter wants to go and now they're going to. Bocek. Well, there's an instigator there. There's no call on the penalty. Bocek and Sutter on the that hit. collision with Lambos. And they're swinging inside the giant zone. Sutter and Bocek both go down. And we'll see if there is the instigator. Because you're right, Bill. Sutter went right after Bocek. No bones about it. If that's not an instigator then of a what, fight, then what, is, then, right? then, then what is? I got to love that Bocek kid. I'll tell you, we got a couple guys that were picked in the last round of the Bantam draft. I'm talking 12th round. The goalie that started tonight, Braden Holt, for the 
for the Everett Silvertips and Kyle Bocek. And Bocek, I'll tell you, he hasn't disappointed when he's on the ice. 6-6, folks. You joined us late. 21-20 <laughs> shots on goal. You joined us late. Where were you? You missed a ton of offense, a heck of a hockey game. And you got it, Bill. The, the instigator to... And the Vancouver Giants go to their fifth power play in a 6-6 game. Interesting choice to, to take that fight and put your team down a man at this critical juncture of the game. Well, you and Adam Kirzenblatt talked about the fact that there have been a lot of penalties as a result of mutual things and a shot from the point saved by McKinnis. Rebound cleared away. Alex Cotton in after it. And I believe a puck off the mask, and that's going to stop play as Cohen McKinnis shaken up. You could hear it up here. I think it popped a strap, which is why they, they blew it down. Uh, well, you can hear you can hear the clank. That's for sure. I I, I mean, a shot in, a, in the anywhere in the helmet's got to be jarring. Should also mention you guys that Kamloops Spokane game is now final. The sweep is complete. Stankoven with all three goals for Kamloops in the three nothing win. So the Blazers become the third team. Well, the Moose Jaw Warriors tonight also advancing. So the second round becoming a little more clear. This game clear as mud right now as the Giants and Silvertips are tied 6-6 in game four. Lysel, right wing circle, has it to the point for Horning. Horning left side, Cotton wants it, scores! Are you kidding me? That is a five for Zach Ostopchuk, he redirects it in, it's 7-6. If you're in this crowd, boy, you better not leave your seat for popcorn or for a drink or whatever. This is Lysel, he spearheads so much of the attack by perfect puck handling. And that puck goes from point into the face-off circle and then directed to the front of the net, stretch the ice from low to high, and watch her stop check. That's off his skate, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It was. It's yeah. one crease. The celebration is on. I met his mother about five minutes ago. I've met her before. I'm certain there's nobody happier in this game here tonight than the mother of Zach Ostopchuk with what, six points? Five points. Five points. Back nine. comes Everett right in close. Alex Cotton with his fourth point. Connor Horning, his third point. So the statistician nightmare continues here tonight, but the Giants with their fourth lead. And a seven, three power play goals for Vancouver. Now to the point, Leslie, shot through, scores! This stuff. Colton the light cow on a redirect. Two goal game and it's 8-6. It's important for guys like Lankow to score goals. You win the play along the boards. This is what keeps plays alive. What keeps a play alive so often is the play along the wall. You got a perfect example of that. You know, you handle it. You win it there, you get it back to the point. That doesn't happen unless you've got great board work along the sidewall. And it doesn't happen unless you get Trinkow in the front of the net. They talk about we got to get 
into the goaltender's crease. We got to get in his face. We got to get in his vision. Well, you can't do it much better than Lankow did there. <laughs> and it's an 8-6. Well, they have put the eighth goal up there. It's an 8-6 score. I've kind of lost track of stuff here, folks. Eight six. Eight six game. Lankow with his second goal of the series. Justin Lee is getting in on the act. I've officially I'm one more goal away in this game, Bill, from having no more room. I'm on my last page. 8-6 Giants, here comes Everett. Zellweger on the rush, it's a 2-1-1. Zellweger across, and a great defensive play by Horning. Wrapping it around, Weichmann, glove save. And we will take our media timeout. 8-6 game, Giants lead the silver tips. This is fun. This is Sportsnet 650. 12-39, still to play here in the third period, if you can believe it. <laughs> it's 8-6 for the Vancouver Giants. Giants put up 12 in this building back on February 4th, 2020 against the Tri-City Americans. And everything towards the net now causes a... A gulp. A, a, a deep breath. But 3,000 plus in the building here tonight, Bill, for this game. And we've been waiting all season for a night like this and a crowd like this at the LEC. If the Vancouver Giants hold on and win this hockey game, I can assure you that the game on Monday back in this building has got everybody back here. Ooh, a sort of a nervous shot from the Silvertips. Vikman made the save. Couldn't quite figure out where the rebound was, but the Giants clear it. Ty Thorpe up ahead, a high shot, wide. Lees, side of the goal for Thorpe, covered up by Cohen McInnes. Well, you know what's, what's really interesting if you watch, you know, the momentum and the psyche of these teams. This is an Everett Silvertip team that's had their psyche shaken. They gotta be saying, what are we doing? This is playoff hockey. We've given up eight goals. The exact opposite. Psyche is on that Vancouver bench right now. And it's like, wow, we can do it. We've scored eight. This is exciting. This is a home ice team that hasn't had a ton of uh, success on home ice. Interesting, two dynamics at play here. Face-off win for the Giants. Cotton behind the goal as the Vancouver Giants to the boards and cleared by Everett. Roost overskating it. And up the right wing. Cotton drops for Lysel. <laughs> Who did predict a close 2-1-3-2 game before this game? You guys did. I'm just, uh, throwing, did. I'm yeah. just throwing you under the bus. Oh. I, I was rolling my eyes. <laughs> Whoa, what a hit. Cotton Best game as a giant tonight for Alex Cotton, I think, as he threw that check. Now a drive from the point, that's blocked. And Fabian Lysel will now clear it forward. He's got 
A goal tonight does Lysel. Puck shot deep by Everett. 11-10 still to go here in the third. 8-6 Giants. Lipinski clears up high. Knocked down by Lambos and fired right back in. Leslie. Left side. Toth. Knocked forward. And Semenuk goes in after it. Zellweger. The physicality in this game has even ramped up. I'm not so sure I'd be careful that a hit can be a costly penalty because there's a lot of bodies being thrown around. 10.40 to go here in period three. And 14 goals combined, guys, on 48 total shots in the game. 14 goals on... 48 shots. Well, let's do the save percentage at this point on that. Do a quick calculation. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, it isn't very good. 71%? 71%. Look at this. Lysel scores! <laughs> Percentage just got a little worse. <laughs> Second goal of the game for Fabian Lysel and a 9-6 lead for the Giants. Boy, has he got speed and he can accelerate and to handle. This pass, watch him go. I mean, he keeps those feet moving, goes forehand, backhand, five hole, if I'm not mistaken where that puck ended up. But his separation right here, that's losing your check that's maintaining control of the puck. That's putting it in the back of the net. Six. Yeah, that's not a mistake, folks. This is unbelievable offense in this building here tonight. Camazola with an assist. And Zacho Stomchuk now has six points. Feel safe with a three-goal lead? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, break down the goaltending for us, right? Real quick. I don't have all night, Bill. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Vancouver Giants in a 9-6 lead over the Everett Silvertips. And a whistle blows. Well, they are raising a little hell in this building. It's about time. Who saw that coming? I mean, I did. Nobody did. Yeah, this is good. Tie this series up. Get another home game. At least. Maybe more. And get this Silvertip team thinking, you know, uh, how did we do it? How did we give up that many? And what do they do? between the pipes for game number five tomorrow. Here's a two-on-one. Fabian Lysel with a stop chuck and a shot, and Cohen McKinnis makes the save on Lysel. When you watch Lysel left wing on this play, you watch those stop chuck on their right wing. He is poised to take the shot. If Fabian just gets it over to him, he's ready to just release it. But Fabian with that good shot, bottom of the screen, he loses his check, does Lysel. I think those stop chuck's gonna come into view here. 
He's right there, number 10. He's just ready. He's a lot. He positions himself perfectly. He presented his stick properly, but Lysel took the shot. The Giants and Silvertips here in period three. 9-15 to play. A 9-6 lead for the Giants. And down goes Thorpe in the corner. Back to the point, Evan Toff. It's a penalty. Delayed penalty upcoming to the Everett Silvertips, and the Giants are going to the man advantage. Wright gets tangled up with Leslie. I think they may, no, it's, it's only Leslie. It was right down below us at the blue line. Leslie, uh, weird. On okay. top, if you will, or at least tangling with Wright. And it's a power play opportunity with 9.02. A Vancouver lead. Power play opportunity for the Silver Tips. Zach Kirkle, what a night he's had. Get yourself the captain's just as anxious right now to kill this penalty off, even though he's had that five point night. Six point six. I've lost track. I was last night. It was five last time I asked you. You're right. And we know that Lysel had a five point game in game one. Has a giant ever had six in a playoff game? Is what we're feverishly trying to figure out on the fly here. No, I thought that that was a Vancouver record for points in a playoff. The five by uh, Lysel. Assists. Certainly. Always assists. You're right. And now it's Seeley controlling to Hootenin. Right side, Zellweger a shot. Vikman the save. To the point, Seeley. To the point, Seeley, left side, Hootenin. Circle. Goes across. A one-timer fanned on. Shot wide. Well, the power play's got the interest of both benches. They're all standing, both sides. Stop Chuck trying to free it along the wall. Kept in by the Silver Tips. Backdoor play. Hootenit. Circle. Low shot blocked by Connor Horning. Seeley. One-timer. Zellweger. Glove save. Feichman with authority. Still 9-6. Yeah, I like that. Good call on that, Dan. With authority, he put that glove out there. He didn't wait for that puck to, to hit it. He went out and got the puck on the save. Watch the glove. Boy, out it goes. The Vancouver Giants on April 3rd, Saturday, April 3rd, 2010, in Portland, a 9-6 win. So that would certainly, without diving into... All of the playoff appearances of this great franchise over the years, that's at least something we know as the puck bounces into the blue paint. Well, I, you know, I'm not happy right now to call this game a, a win for Vancouver. Nope, sit tight on that 9-6 stuff I better do right there now. There is work to do indeed as Hootenin to the point. Power play continues, held in, shot through. Blankman steered it away with Campbell parked in front of him. And now at the line, a one-timer from Hootenin. Pad save, Vikman kept in. Hootenin, Zellweger fanned on it. Hemmerling a try, and that's going to go wide. The Vancouver Giants clinging for dear life as a shot from Zellweger is blocked. And held in by Everett. Now out of the box, Mazden Leslie down the right wing. And the circle! Oh, McKinnis made the save. He had no idea where the puck was. 
what, what else? Uh, Leslie comes out of the box. He still hasn't developed the strongest stride. He's only 16 years old. You wait till this kid gets a little older as we go to break. He's trying like heck to win that race. He gets to that point, shoots it. It trickles wide. We got a break. 9-6. The Giants lead the Silver Tips on Sportsnet 650. 6.52 to play here in the third, a 9-6 lead for the Vancouver Giants in game four. And the Giants along the left wing in their own zone defensively as the Silvertips apply pressure along the left wing. Freed along the boards. And cleared up the right wing and out from Lipinski. Bocek, or Bocek rather, in after it. The Giants, and an icing called with 6.17 now to play. I, I would like, from a Giants standpoint, the next six minutes and 17 seconds to be played under full control no, you know no panic no wide open not exchanging chances simply control play as the Giants pardon me as they face off in the Everett zone Face-off now to the left of Cohen McInnes. Behind the goal, Lambos. Cleared around to Roos. Now up the right wing, Zaplitny. Behind the goal, Toff. With six minutes to go here in the third period of game four. And a 9-6 lead for the Giants. And here's Hall. Down the left wing. He'll pin. He'll find a trailer. Evan Toff. His shot scores! That's 10. That's Toff. And we suspect anyway that's a playoff Vancouver Giants. Hall pulls up. Backhand pass. Pretty easy. Greg Ballack was just telling me off the air, we were talking to him, what's going on? What's going on with this goaltender? I like to call that just one of those nights, Bill. Well, that last reaction there, too, after the puck was in the net was kind of a at all. It was like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? Well, I'll tell you, you get an Everett Silvertip team, as we talked about questioning their goaltending going into the rest of this playoff, that's never a good thing. I mean, we're used to the Carter Hearts and the Dustin Wolves and, you know, goaltenders that there's never a question about who's going to be the guy in the net. This is, there's a lot of doubt right now. And the, even now the game, I'm not so sure, is the score <laughs> is going to end 10-6. Too much time left, five minutes. The Vancouver Giants have exploded tonight offensively at home and the silver tips will bust it back backhand through 
And now Everett. Center it in close. Shot wide by Hemmerlin. Left side. Knocked down Sutter. Right side. Low shot through. Vikman the save. Hemmerlin to the point. Lambos a shot blockered away by the Giants' uh, goaltender. Behind the net. Left wing. A pass forward for Justin Ivanusic. And some valuable playoff experience for some younger Giants here in the third period as the Vancouver Giants leading 10-6. And a shot through from the right side. And puck cleared away. Lees trying to slice through offside as Thorpe. That's going to stop play. Great night here at the LEC, isn't it? Crowd enjoying it. Boy, they've been on their feet an awful lot. Yep. Always fun when you come into this building, you see this kind of performance, man. You come to see goals. You, you know what? Only the real pure fan comes in to see defensive hockey structure. There's none tonight. <laughs> Maybe if you're a scout, you want structure. Well, the thing about this game is you are able to judge a talent, the offensive flair, guys that can finish. What kind of plays can you make with a puck? Jesper Weichmann covers up a puck with 3.34 to go. Hard to tell. Hard to, <laughs> this one's hard to explain. But it sure is fun. It sure is entertaining. It's a Vancouver Giant team that's you know, we talked about it all, all year, and it's been a factor. Their, their home record of 10-24 and, and, oh, 10 wins. You know, a, a, a record low, if you will. To have this kind of performance on this home ice, trailing a series two games to one is nothing but uplifting. Joey Kenward texting in that Daryl Sador had points in a playoff game back in 1991. Zacho Stomchuk one away from some incredibly rare, uh, from an incredibly rare playoff feat. As the Everett Silvertips skate it forward, Hofer. Puck will be shot in along the right wing. So tomorrow's game as a byproduct bill is going to be one nothing, right? <laughs> The most predictable thing about the Western Hockey League, and I've said it a hundred times if I've said it once, and I've heard it said by many guys, the most predictable thing in the WHL is its unpredictability. Nobody, many nights, could have predicted what sometime has seen. And out of play it goes with 2.39 to go. I don't think the Giants are going to get 15 goals tonight. Kamloops Blazers had 15 goals in a game back on April 8th, 1988, in a 15-3 win. Oh, Chiefs. So Zach's got the six points, and it's one off the record? Playoff record for points? Uh, Dave Chartier had eight. So did Alfie Turcotte. Well, I go back and I think of the WHL in the, you know, in the in the late 60s. 
And now a scrum and a crowd in front of the Giants' net. Vikman to his feet without his stick. Just to finish that thought, Dan, I would have thought somebody might have had maybe even 10 points in the playoff. But nonetheless, that's impressive. Right wing, the Silvertips control. Giants trying to clear as Vikman with his stick back. Puck centered and clear to the point. Low shot, steered away. Camazola to the right. Everett to the blue line. Cleared to the right wing side. Walking the line, knocked down. And that should have been too many men on the ice, and it's going to get called. A too many men on the ice penalty to the Everett Silvertips, and the Giants are going to end the game potentially on a power play. Is it ITB? Uh, is it in the bag? Are you satisfied right now that it's it's a fait accompli? I, I think we could probably go. I'm not sure that there isn't another goal in the game. Well, and that's where we now head back in to the Everett Zone. You and Greg Ballack are going to have a heck of a time with the post-game show and the summary of this one. And the Giants on a power play here with a 10-6 lead. Ty Thorpe in a corner behind for Lees. Lees walks in closer. Delayed penalty coming up. And I think this is going to be, is this going to be two guys? Is this going to be Lipinski? Well, we're going to do more four on four. That's a flavor of the game, isn't it? It, it is really quite something. And here's the thing. This game is going to end. And then... The race to Everett for game five tomorrow. Face-off win for the Silver Tips. A 10-6 lead for the Vancouver Giants. Yes, this is a hockey game. Giants come away with a loose puck, and they're going to flip it off the glass and forward. Terrence Smith for Everett. Puck played forward. Here's Roost cutting into the middle. Pass to Hofer along the right wing side. He's going to split behind the goal to the point. Smith walks the line. Right wing side. Behind the net to the left wing side. And behind the net we go. 40 seconds to go. And trying to get the crowd going. Caught left wing side. Up the right wing. Skating it forward. Caught. Carries it in along the left wing side. And a collision. And a coming. It's gonna be a cross checking penalty. Julian Cole with some choice words. And now along the left wing, Aiden Sutter is going to be escorted off. 
So the Giants now are going to have a four-on-three power play for 21.3 seconds to go. So a four-on-three power play. And Palmieri, Wachek, Ivanusik, Pentecost, and Cull out here for this power play. Face-off goes to the far corner, Cull. Left side, Bocek, side of the net, wants to cut it, front scores! <laughs> Grab the puck! Kyle Bocek has his first goal in the Western Hockey League, and it comes on a power play late in game four, 11-6. works with that puck, gets it to Bocek. Bocek doesn't hesitate for one second after picking up this loose puck. Coming out of the corner saying, okay, I'm going to fake a pass. I'm going to find a lane. I'm a right-hand shot. I got the angle in the net perfectly. He's been tonight. I've loved Bocek all season long. Big hit, big fight. Puts the icing on the cake if there ever was. 11-6. Go on. I can't believe it. Langley Event Center, this is you. is tied 2-2. Game 5 tomorrow night. There will be a Game 6 back in this building on Monday. A playoff record 11 goals for the Vancouver Giants. And an 11-6 victory over the Everett Silvertips here in game four. Nobody wants to go home. And the 220s, Connor Horning and Alex Cotton with a big hug as they skate off the ice in celebration. We're going to go down to ice level here in a moment and try and chat with Connor Horning. But 11-6 is the final. The three stars will be announced in a short minute. Jacob Wright for Everett, three goals. And the ovation here for the three stars, Alex Cotton, what a game. 
how about this for star number one as Zach Ostopchuk. The ovation for Zach Ostopchuk. Six points for the Vancouver Champion in a 11-6 victory for the Vancouver Giants tonight over the Everett Silvertips. And we're trying to go down to ice level right now, just trying to get the microphone on. Can't seem to hear Connor Horning get you to turn the mic on. Maybe, Connor, just push that button if you can hear me down there. Just push that button and let's get it green here. There we go. Now we got you. I got you now, pal. Um, Connor, 11-6. That's a single-game playoff record for the Vancouver Giants. Talk about the emotion in the building tonight and what worked well for your team. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, uh, um, to put up 11 in the playoffs, uh, that, that doesn't happen very often. So, obviously, uh, the group and uh, the fans were great tonight. They, they really gave us a boost, and, uh, you know, so it was great to do that. Um... You know what? Just talk a little bit about the power play and and the you know the, it's been great for you all series, Connor. But it was really good for you tonight. Yeah, I think uh, you know we really we didn't really like our power play in the regular season, and we just tried to change some things. Uh, you know, uh, just play faster and, and get pucks on net, and I think it's been working for us. So uh, we just got to keep it going. Um, you know, we got a lot of confidence right now, so we just got to keep it going. Uh, and just a quick thought about tomorrow and the rematch now. Back to Everett for Game 5 with a tied series. How exciting is it to think about? Yeah, really exciting. I mean, uh, we just got to keep it going here. Um, you know, build off this momentum. And, um, you know, it's going to be a, a, a electric there too. So uh, it's, it's exciting. Congrats on the win. We'll see you on the bus, my friend. Save a seat for me. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Connor Horning after an 11-6 playoff win for the Vancouver Giants tonight in Game 4. We'll take a break. Greg Ballack, Bill Wilms have the post game for you in the banquet hall. Coming right up, this is White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Now time to break down the game. This is the Vancouver Giants post game show on your home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Back inside the LEC in the banquet hall specifically as Greg Ballack is here with Bill Wilms. We're breaking down what a game it was. And if you missed it, if you're just tuning in, you missed 11 Vancouver Giants goals. Yes, you didn't hear that incorrectly. 11 Vancouver Giants goals and an 11-6 to victory in Game 4 over the Everett Silvertips. This uh, may take us all to break down, so settle in, grab a chair, maybe grab a cup of coffee because we have 17 goals to go through in our scoring summary. Well, uh, he, he, how are we going to get through that? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that. But right off the bat, I've said this 22 years, the most predictable thing, honestly, Greg, about the WHL is its unpredictability. Mm -hmm. It really is. That's not just a saying. You can expect a, a brawl in a third period after there's been nothing but fights in the first two. <laughs> Never happens. You a, a bounce back game you think is going to be physical or it's going to be soft. Never, often doesn't happen. Um, it just it just goes on and on. I mean, honestly, a prediction of a three-two game tonight was in the cards. Yeah. Until. This happened. Well, you look at the shots. <laughs> shots were 30-30, so it had the feel of a 3-2 Well, off well, the top, let me ask you. Uh, you know, Vikman gives up six goals. Uh, 
I, I think Everett's silver tip goaltending is more questionable right now. It'd be interesting what kind of move. I, I mean, he'll definitely start holding again tomorrow. But what did you think of Weichmann's game tonight, all in all? Honestly, I, I, you know he's battling through something. You know he's not quite 100% there. He's close, but he's hesitant a little bit. There's something about his game that he's just... You know, for bigger guys, lower body injuries and stuff tends okay. to tends to affect them a little bit more. And I don't know if you were following the career of Ben Bishop the last little while, but he went from elite top tier goaltender to out of the league within a couple of seasons. Wow. And that's just strictly due to lower body injuries that slow you down, and you can't afford to slow down as a bigger goaltender. You're already got a lot to move around with when you're that that size that Jesper Weichmann is. So I think he's just he's just a step behind, still getting his his feet wet in this series. I know he's played three of the four games, but he was off for a long time. And then just even if he was 100%, it's still going to take time for him to get back into it. So it's hard for me to fault him on any of the six goals tonight. A lot of them were tough, tough goals, too. Like the one I'm thinking of, of when it was a scramble in front and he was down and it was just loose at the side. Not a lot you can do that. Does a healthy Jesper Weichmann stop that? Who's to say, right? Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's a tough, tough game for him, a tough game for the goalies in general in this one, 11 to 6. Yep. Yeah, we got we're, Michael we're, Dick we're, coming here, and uh, we're going to do it real quick. Quickest interview. The one time we want to talk to you for an extended period, Michael, and you got to get going to Everett for Game yeah. 5 coming yeah, up tomorrow. Wait. Right off the bat, four <laughs> times now, you've erased two goal deficits against this silver tip team. Has to be a major major part of your game. Yeah, I, you know, the the uh, the first period, we got off to such a good start, and then... Mm-hmm. And then they jumped out to a to a three one lead, and and I, I I think it was just a matter of of a, of a reset and and a refocus. But I don't think there was ever any panic in the group or or any doubt. Um, and I'll let you go ahead. Sure, I was just going to ask. We're you, jumping as quick as we can. I was just going to ask you, Michael. You've been in the game for a long, long time, but have you ever been part of a game quite like that? Well, I, I think if you were to tell me it was going to be eleven six game, <laughs> it's probably not likely, but. Um, you know, it's playoffs and anything can happen. And uh, I think, you know, we, uh, we we got on a roll and, and, and we kept rolling. We, get, we stayed on our toes, which was nice to see. Coach, there was a, a, a I only kill at the end of the second period with a two-goal lead. I, I, I thought that might have been one of the bigger penalty kills in terms of importance because you had a feeling if Everett scored, they're back in this thing and they're going to keep going. you remember the two-minute penalty kill? I do, I do. And... You know, there, there were some guys that really stepped up for us, and uh, I, I thought uh, Connor Horning blocked some key shots. Uh, you know, our, our older guys really carried us through. Uh, you know, when we needed it, some of those some of those key moments when maybe we lost some momentum. Uh, guys like Zach Ostapchuk, Adam Hall, uh, Thorpey, especially on the kill, those guys uh, do such a good job um, winning battles and and just making real simple plays that uh, that make a big big difference. And Alex Cotton, what, mm-hmm. what Alex Cotton had say? a great game. Yeah. And again, you know the twenty year olds probably got you know the most at stake right now. They don't want their their careers to come to an end here. So I thought they really stepped up for us. I know in a game like this, you don't want to focus on the individual performances, but you, you mentioned Alex Cotton, probably his best game as a Giant, I would say. Zach Ostopchik, six points. We're thinking it's a Giants playoff record. Uh, what can you say about the leadership that he shows both off and yeah, on the ice? You know, he's done it all year long. He's, yeah. he's just been that guy for us. Uh, when we really need him, he's always come through. And, and so, you know, for, for you know, we knew, we, knew we, needed to, we needed a win tonight. This mm-hmm. was a must win for us to stay in the series. And, and, uh, you know, and we knew he was going to be one of our best players. Coach, last question. Uh, what do you expect uh, – 
tomorrow. Uh, let me just say this. Their goaltending is somewhere between lost and found right now. Uh, what do you expect tomorrow night? Well, I, I think we're going to expect what, we, what we've what we expected all along, their best. Um, we know how uh, how they come out in their building in the first periods, and, and I thought our first period tonight was the best first period we had in the series. Even though in a loss game, I thought we had a good first period. Just uh, they scored on their opportunities, we didn't, and and I think we have to take some confidence from that and take it into. I think that's that's really all we're looking for is a, a really good start in their building. It's the only period you didn't win. <laughs> yeah, it's the only period we didn't win, and, and you know our goal is certainly to win one uh, coming up here, and couldn't be a better time than tomorrow night. Uh, final question for me about Jesper Weichmann. You held him out of the back-to-back before. How is he feeling, and what's it looking like for tomorrow? Oh, hopefully good. I mean, I haven't checked in on him yet, but, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, I think he got better as the game went on mm-hmm. and, and more confident and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's certainly a good sign for them all. Well, coach, where you go, catch the bus and, uh, thank you for that. And congratulations that it doesn't get any more exciting than that. If you were in that crowd tonight, you are not missing the no, next game that no. they play at that home. Was, it's, it was, uh, phenomenal. I'll, I'll tell you, that was a big part of our energy tonight is, is, is the crowd and, um, you know, brought back lots of memories. Uh, yeah. It gets loud in here, and it's no better place to play. <laughs> Thanks, but Official attendance tonight, 3,112. Thank Next game, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> Michael Dick, that is the head coach of the Vancouver Giants, with a brief but uh, entertaining interview towards the uh, end of the post-game show here on Sportsnet 650. Bill, uh, it's tough to find words to describe this game here tonight. Uh, we, we did our best attempt there with Michael, but... You know, we, we talked about it coming in in the pregame and, and off the air about how we thought it was going to be a tight-checking, low-scoring game. We couldn't have been more wrong. We couldn't have been more wrong with the way this game panned out. <sighs> I didn't see it as a low-scoring game that low, but uh, I didn't. I, Certainly I, not this. I mean, based on the first three games, you know, uh, 5-4 for Vancouver yeah. and Everett, although be overtime 7-3 uh, and then 6-2. So, you, you, you know, we kind of felt there might be... Uh, a tightening up, a tightening up, but mm-hmm. but obviously there wasn't. But Greg, he, here are some important stats that I thought Van, or a recap that Vancouver faced going into this game, and they they changed all that. This is this this was nullified. But after three after three uh, hockey games, Everett had opened the scoring in all three. Um, in fact, they'd opened the scoring in all seven games played in the season, plus the playoffs. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giants had not led. At any time in the first three games, uh, nine periods of hockey, never led one time. The overtime winning goal ends again. There was no hockey played after that. They led tonight a number of times. Um, the Vancouver goaltending, I, I, I thought it was a question of, you know, Vancouver goaltending faces facing the Everett goaltending. Uh, Vancouver won that. Uh, the Giants had trailed after period one three times. Out of the three games played, they had trailed after period two three times after three um, games played. Catch up, chasing the game. Other than the two goals tonight uh, when they fell behind 3-1, that didn't happen. Um, home ice record, we talked about that. Only the 10 wins on the season. You know, I'm not so sure that, uh, you know, these kids had a lot of experience on home ice winning. Mm. You know, you had to go back to the 1920 season when Vancouver had 18 wins and 10 losses on the home ice. Remember last year on the on the uh, shortened season, they didn't play a game in the in the Langley Event Center. Uh, defense scoring, you know, Cotton and, and Zellweger came into tonight's game after three games. 
a goal and four assists each. Mm-hmm. Well, who won that battle tonight? Um, Vancouver was six for 19. Everett was 15. They continued with that. And I thought the secondary scoring, too, was important. Yeah. I mean, you got a goal from Lankow, and you had some of these guys, you know, Bocek well, as well. chipped in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On the back end. Um, you know, I again, it was something that they had to change from what had happened previously, and I thought they just did a great job, but I didn't see that kind of an effort. Yeah. No, no, I don't think anyone would have seen 11 goals coming, and if you say you did see it coming, you're frankly a liar. Because <laughs> well, exactly. 11 goals is I mean, a you, lot of you, goals. You wouldn't have thought there'd be six. You, yeah. you know, not even half of that, but... Again, you know, when the, when the team gets rolling, and I was very interested in Michael Dick said, he said this crowd was, you know, a big factor as to why this team played, uh, you know, the kind of hockey, the brand of hockey they played out there. But you the saw big, Cotton at the end of the game. He was getting the, the fans fired up, right? Exactly. He was, he was feeling it. Exactly. And if you put doubt in this Everett Silvertip team, I mean, remember, I think they lost the, the four games on home ice all year. That's what Vancouver faces tomorrow. But, Greg, on the road... Vancouver was 14 wins, 19 losses during the regular season. They got the one road win already in Everett. So I have a lot of confidence in this team playing away from this building. I mean, I've seen a lot of the games and worked a lot of the games, and they're a good This was important for Vancouver to do what they did tonight in front of this van. More so the home ice. They needed to figure out yeah. the, than the road ice because they, they seem to grind it out on the road, and it's going to be interesting going into to tomorrow. It's uh you know, it's a series. It's on now, as, as they like to say. 2-2 going back to Everett. We should probably get going on this goal-scoring summary because we're going to be here all night if we don't. Well, let's go through it quick, <laughs> and we'll get to our, uh, you know, we'll get to our goal of yeah. the game. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 17 go goals total. Each period was almost like its own game. 3-2 <laughs> to two in the first for Everett. 4-1 to one for the Giants in the second. 5-2 to two for the Giants in the third. I know Michael Dick said the first period was probably his favorite period that the team played in the whole game. Everett just seemed to bury their chances a bit more, but you look at the scoreline, and, and that offense just kept on clicking as the game went on. 2-4-5 for the Giants in the periods. And the shots, as I mentioned earlier, 30-30. Pretty even played game, but Giants certainly, uh, that's a pretty good shooting percentage, 11 for 30. Not too shabby for this Giants team on, in a playoff game. They'll take it. It all got started 318 into the game. Adam Hall, who's had the fire-hot stick in this uh, series so far, gets his fifth on a tip in front on an Alex Cotton shot. Uh, secondary assist drawn by Zach Ostopchuk, the start of his big night. Boy, it sure did. Ostopchuk caught and caught and shot Hall with an eye-hand coordination. But the mm-hmm. big thing there is Cotton got away in a hurry. Yeah, one nothing. Uh, you know, lead, and as we talked earlier, first time actually all season that Vancouver scored first. And we, Dan O'Connor talked about it in the pregame. He wanted to see the Giants get a lead first uh, and, and actually play with a lead in this series because they haven't done that with the overtime win in Game 1. They did that, but it was pretty short-lived. At 5-11, Everett ties things up. Jacob Wright, uh, the local kid with his third of the series, assisted by who else other than Nico Hooten. Chips it off the boards, does Hooten in, uh, mm-hmm. picks it up behind the defenseman. Wonderful play by the big guy. Skates beautifully, creates a two-on-one, Wright finishes it off. And that, that one nothing lead was you know pretty short-lived. And you know it, it kind of snowballed. It almost got away from him as we talk about the next two goals real quick. Yeah, minute 53 was the lead, so short-lived lead for the Giants made it 1-1 
And then uh, it was the start of the big night for Jacob Wright as well. He gets his second right after that, 8.30 into the first, making it 2-1 to Everett, his fourth of the series from Hemmerling and Zellweger. Beautiful play. I mean, I could have watched that over and over again. They executed uh, a breakout out of their own zone, came up, had outnumbered the Giants on one side of the ice, and then a great pass, uh, you know, to the far side to Wright. I think it was from Zellweger, a power play goal. You don't often see them off the rush, 2-1 Everett. Yeah, another power play goal shortly after that as well, about three minutes later, 11-6. The big guy, Ryan Hofer, his fifth of the series. Jacob Wright drawing an assist on that one, as well as Ronan Seeley. I, I didn't like that goal because Hofer, the big guy, you know, we saw that the other game here on Wednesday. Um, he kept hacking at that puck, got two whacks at it in the paint. I know he's a big guy, and I know he's motivated, power play goal. Can't let that happen. And, that, you know, Everett with a with a 3-1 lead, two yeah. goal, you know, they're, they're up by two. And remember, it didn't take long for that to happen. Yeah, and then five minutes later, or four minutes, 59 seconds, Looking back, this is a crucial goal, making it 3-2 to two towards the end of the first period. Zach Ostopchuk on the power play, his first of the series from Ty Thorpe. Yeah, kind of a bit of a weird goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't expect that kind of a goal on the power play, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, you know, Thorpe uh, you know, ends up with a turnover. It gets it to the side of the net. Somehow Ostopchuk in tight and in the crease area gets a stick on it. Huge goal. Yeah. Uh, if, that go- if that goes 4-1, I'm not so sure we have that kind of an explosion of offense, but Vancouver closes the gap from, you know, from 3-1 to 3-2. Plants that seed of doubt. Yeah. Braden holds mine, yeah. possibly. And, and going into the third, or excuse me, going into the second period uh, with a 3-2 Everett lead, it was a minute three in. Fans barely back in their seats after the intermission. Ty Thorpe, his first of the series from Connor Horning. Great stretch pass. They're on four and four. Horning up the ice, finds Thorpe right between two defensemen, goes in. And you know what? Sometimes there's been Vancouver Giants on that play that missed the net. He made no mistake about it. His first. Now they've erased a two-goal deficit yeah. for the fourth time. Tons of confidence. Again, a four-on-four goal. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was doable. And it was doable quickly there. At 103 into the period, it's a tie game again. And it wasn't for, for too much longer. Uh, just under four minutes later at the five-minute mark, the Giants get the lead back. It's Alex Cotton, his second of the series, assisted by the guy who was added to the, the roster right before the game, Brendan Pentecost, and Jaden Lipinski picking up assists. Well, Lipinski, the big guy, he's got the puck in the offensive zone, deep in the offensive zone, protects it and makes a tough backhand pass. It's one thing to protect the puck, the big guy, but he made a real good backhand pass back to Pentecost at the point across to Cotton bang shot four three vancouver again now you've erased the the two goal deficit and you've got a one goal lead not finished yet it wasn't going to go too much but that's when the goaltending change was made that's right that's uh when the switch happened and then at 9 42 so just under five minutes after that it was hunter campbell for everett getting everett back on the scoreboard tying things up at four assisted by zaplitney and Aiden Sutter. Yeah, you know what? You go corner to corner, one side of the ice to the other in the offensive zone behind the Vancouver Giant net, and then get the puck into the crease area. You're going to have a battle. It's a it's it's a numbers battle, and that's still something I'd like to see Vancouver get a little tighter on is winning those those mm-hmm. battles in the paint area. You know, whose stick does it find? But Hunter Campbell, and again, now it's a four four tie. And I keep saying this, but shortly thereafter, we had another goal at 13:32 of the second. This time it was Alex Cotton once again, his second of the game, third of the series, assisted by Connor Horning and Zach Ostopchuk on the power play. Big Zach, he's a guy in the offensive zone that'll win possession of the puck and get it back to the blue line. It goes uh, Horning to Cotton, back to Horning, or I guess the other way around. It goes Cotton to Horning to Cotton, mm-hmm. shot from the blue line, 5-4. 
again, a lead, which was so important for Vancouver to keep playing yeah. tied or with a lead. And at this point, you figure at any time things might shut down and get a little tighter. tighter. <laughs> Absolutely no way. <laughs> we were just picking up steam as uh, the play of the game, uh, in your opinion, Bill, a big turning point to get the two-goal yeah. lead heading to the third period. Uh, with under five minutes left in the second, it was Fabian Lysel's second of the series from Zach Ostopchuk. And, Explain and that one. What a, what a great job uh, Justin Morris does to get this thing all set up. It, it's uh, <laughs> it's Hofer hitting in 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 uh, in the Everett zone. Mm-hmm. He puts a massive hit on Lysel. Lysel gets up and wants to hit him back. Just bounces off him. I mean, he doesn't even, even Holfer's hardly moved. Yeah. He's a big guy, 6'3". The puck comes loose, and Lysel gets it. Way back in that own zone, after that confrontation, heads up the ice. Boy, did uh, Mazda and Leslie ever try to join that play. I mean, he's busting it up there, trying to make it a two-on-one. Lysel, so annoyed at what happened in the corner, says, I'm not going to pass this puck. I'm going to shoot it. All of that sounded like this. Anderson. Right wing point, flip one through, Vikman the glove save, and he'll chuck it to his left, Lysel, kept in by Hofer. Lysel goes right back at him, and Hofer, all six foot three of them, stays on his feet. Puck centered, and now a steal, and a two-on-one if the Giants hurry. Lysel and Leslie, Lysel scores! Wow! The Giants have a two-goal lead, and Fabian Lysel goes upstairs and in. There he is, Fabian Lysel, with the you know just a great shot low to the glove side. And uh, I said in the intermission, it felt like to me he had a few different options he could have gone on that on that rush. But the fact that he just went and ripped it, you got to love. <laughs> well, I, I, again, like I said, Leslie was there for the play, and he said, you know, you know, I took a beating in the corner, and I'm not going to take this scoring opportunity out of my own hands. You know, right after that, Thorpe took a penalty, and, mm-hmm. and as I said to Michael Dick, it's 6-4. It's, it's late in yep. period number two. Uh, you need to kill. I mean, who knew how many goals were still left? But yep. I can tell you one thing. If, if Everett scores on and, and closes the gap to, to one going into the third period, it might be different. Vancouver does kill it off. It's a 6-4 Vancouver lead after 40 minutes. And then, oh, my goodness. Then the push comes, right? Oh, does it ever. You, you talk about the importance of that penalty kill. They allow one there, and this push still happens. We're talking about a different game once again, but... The push in the third period, it starts 12 seconds in. I wasn't even back up in the booth yet. I was still making my way really? upstairs. 12 seconds into the third, Jacob Wright gets his hat trick from Ryan Hofer. Well, you know what? There's there's two Vancouver Giant players just inside their own blue line that kind of both misplay the puck. Hofer says, thank you very much, gets it over to Wright, and it's in the back of the net 12 seconds in. And you talk about a momentum change. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was a hat trick goal, by the way, for Jacob Wright. Um, the momentum sat right back on the Everett Silvertip bench. Yeah, that was their fifth of the game. And then right after that, they got their sixth. And it was Owen, oh, sorry, Olin Zellweger, his second of the series at 2.49 of the third period for Matthew Ng. Yeah, a four-check, two tips, win the puck, and Ng gets it uh, to Zellweger. And you know what? He was waiting in front of the net. You could just tell Zellweger in that spot. This is the presence of mind this kid has. 18-year-old, you know, world, he played for Canada in the World Junior. Yeah. He just watched what happened in the corner, stayed in the front of the net area. Net area. Uh, nobody really picked him up, and Ng found him. And, boy, there was no mistake. And it was tied 6-6. Six, 6-6, six. Six, six. Oh, yeah. Goodness. We're only uh, halfway through almost for the Giants' goals. Uh, as it, it, it picks up after that. So it's uh, five straight 
Giants goals after that point, which just an astounding end to the game. At 5.55 of the third, then this is the game winner, Zach Ostopchuk's second from Alex Cotton and Connor Horning on the power play. Okay, we, we got to mention one thing. It's 6-6, mm-hmm. and Kyle Bocek makes that big hit. Um, yeah. And I've liked 23 for Vancouver right since training camp. Uh, he played so well, the Giants for, were forced to sign him. Uh, Sutter attacks Bocek because of the hit. Sutter becomes the instigator. Yeah, that's why they got the power play. That's why they got the power play, and they score on that power play. <laughs> um, you know, Horning, Cotton. Cotton goes into the point, goes in a little deep in the offensive zone, throws it towards the net, bounces off Zaka Stopchuk's skate in the paint area. Bocek, who created that power play, very important. You just kind of miss out mm-hmm. on that sometimes. But, again, Vancouver's power play goal, 7-6 lead. And I just spent the entire intermission talking with Adam Kurzenblatt about the importance of not taking retaliatory penalties and how crucial it is to this game that you don't take those types of penalties specifically because it's such a tight game and anything can happen. And you look, that's straight up as retaliatory as it gets to get an instigator penalty put yeah. your team down a man. And I said it on the broadcast at the time, quite the choice to, to go after him and put your team down a man. And looking back in hindsight, it cost them big time. Oh, exactly. I mean, that, that was a lead that, that the Vancouver Giants needed to get back. Okay, they could not yeah. let, you know, they could not let the silver tips take a lead. Now it was yeah. a wide open game. Everything was, you know, I mean, it was. Well, you're three minutes into the period and they've scored twice already. Right? Exactly. So I mean, defenses are out the window. Uh, you know, structure isn't isn't really to be found. Uh, so they had to take that lead. They had to take the one goal lead. They yeah. got it back again, and then you know the game ends with with three more Vancouver goals. <laughs> Four more. Four we got, more. We got you Cole, got it. Cole yeah. Lankow is second of the series. Uh, tip in front from Mazden Leslie and Justin Lees. Board work so important yeah. along the war, along the wall. I mean that's what keeps plays alive is is uh, is your play along the wall and and Lees and gets it to Leslie. Leslie shot and Lankow good for him is second of the playoffs. That made it 8-6. And that was just about 45 seconds after the, the stop truck goal. So a quick quick response again from the Giants to pull ahead. Uh, and then Fabian Lysel, his third of the series, gets another one from Nico Camazola and Zach Ostopchuk again. We've heard his name a lot in Are this rundown. Are we boring the listener with uh, <laughs> with going through all this? But, hey, doesn't happen not often. Not the Giants fans. I no, I, I, I guess not. It doesn't happen often, but enjoy it because it was certainly enjoyable by a, a really nice crowd here as we did. You know, on that goal to make it 9-6, Ostopchuk uh, gets it to Camazola. Camazola to Lysel. And Lysel goes down that right side and is he. It was obvious as you watched that play develop, he was going to separate mm-hmm. from the guy checking him and went, you know, forehand, backhand. Did he go five hole in that? I think you, I missed where he went with it, but I, you I said on the broadcast. It felt like it. Yeah, yeah, it looked like it. So now you got a 9 6 uh, Vancouver lead, and uh, they're still not done. Yeah, I, I, and I have to say, I love how Lysel just turned on another gear yeah. in this game. Like, you, you need guys like that. In playoff time, especially. Well, he's got separation skills. Yeah. He's got first step quickness. Uh, yeah, he's he's. You he, love to see it. He can change <laughs> lanes. Uh, and, and I've said this before the last game. Why he's so effective is because he uses so much of the ice. Yeah. You know, he uses. Well, he sees it so well. He's all over yeah. the place. Like he's not restricted to one side. If he wants to go over here and <laughs> lose somebody on this side and find somebody it's else, it's his sandbox. Yeah, it, what he it, wants is, it. it is, and that's yeah. what endears him so much to Boston, too. They'll probably have to make him a little, I don't know, what do I know? 
you know, he's They're that, happy to have him. We'll put it that he's way. He's that creative. <laughs> Very happy to have him over in Boston. Uh, still got two more goals to get to. That's still only 9-6. to 10-6, to six, Evan Toth, his first from Adam Hall at 14-14 of the third period. Yep. Point shot, finds the back of the net. And you know what, what, what all this is doing, too, Greg, is it's, it's even questioning the goaltending for Everett. They're starting to say, hey, wait a minute, can, this, you know, can our goaltender stop yeah. anything? And speaking from a goalie's perspective, having that little seed of doubt in the back of your mind can be a very, very bad thing going forward. Yeah, so no question. If you're the Giants, you're hoping that seed grows and grows and grows here coming up in games See, but, five and but, six. But the, the most predictable thing of the WHL is unpredictability. You could put uh, either one of these guys, and it certainly won't be McKinnis. He'll go back to... Whole, yeah. it, it could be a you could get a shutout. Could be a bounce back. We <laughs> talked about I that mean, before I, the game well, too. I'm that, telling you, we yeah. don't know. Well, we just don't know. One giant, more goal left. Yeah, Bodcheck. <laughs> we want to get to Bodcheck's goal. You 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 like him? So oh, he, I do. He, he got his first about 14 seconds left in the game. Julian Cole picking up a point. Yeah, on the Cole, power play. yeah. Cole did a lot of work on the forecheck to create a puck, and you know Bodcheck found a lane coming from that corner wall. There was a lot of space. Not surprising that there would be a lane because of the score. Everett's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, bailing out a little bit at this point. Game's over, and he makes him pay. A good mm-hmm. shot. All Bocek needed was an assist for the Gordie Howe hat trick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Gordie Howe never did have a goal in assist. I did know that. I think yeah. Brandon Shanahan had the most. Yeah. I think he had the – should be the Brandon Shanahan. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of good things happen, you, you know, in, in this game. And you feel really good for – Every one of the fans that came out. It's like a weight off the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Every fan here had lots of opportunities to cheer, whether you missed some of the ones at the start of the period because you're still in the concession stand or not. There was plenty of opportunity to get out of your seat and cheer for this Giants team here tonight. Not not saying goaltending was at all a problem for Vancouver. Not suggesting that for Mm -hmm. a minute, but I don't have a save of the game. I know, Justin, I don't know if you've got one. It really doesn't matter. It's really hard to fit it into where it actually happened. But uh, let, let's just put it this way. Vikeman beat both of those guys tonight on the other end. And most times, that's all you got to be, better than the guys on the that's other right. side. And he was tonight. Uh, like we talked about, he's still coming back from injury. We're, we're going to cut him a little that slack. That was an interesting point, Greg. I, I, I like you saying that. I, I never would have thought of that. Which which part? Well, coming back from yeah. an injury. I mean, it's not just bang. You go in and you're always a hundred percent. Getting up to that game speed is always. Like players talk about it. Skaters talk about it. Goalies, you're you're constantly dealing with the ebbs and flows of the game. You need to get up to game speed too. And yeah, I, I think the longer this series goes, the better for the Giants because Vikman can get more and more involved and more and more back to game speed. It'll be so, nice to see. So we go tomorrow night. It's Saturday night, uh, right back to back. It'd be interesting. Both these buses are racing to Everett to see who gets their yeah, first. Yeah, six oh five puck drop. Six oh five puck drag pregame show at at, at five. Yeah. Um, and then we got a game here Monday. It goes uh, Friday tonight, Saturday tomorrow. Back here Monday. It's official. It's official. Boy, is it ever! Get your tickets now. Come on down to the LEC and catch some. <laughs> High-flying, high-scoring Vancouver Giants action. I'm looking at that score on your computer, and I'm thinking anybody <laughs> that's checking out scores on the WHL that missed the game is 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 rubbing her eyes, saying, "What you know? What, wait a minute, what am I drinking here?" I think that's a baseball score. I think Vladdy had two home runs. And, Did he? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Eleven to six doesn't seem like much. Real of a quick, score. Greg, who led Vancouver shots on goal? Shots on goal. I mean, there weren't a ton. Yeah, it looks like Alex Cotton had five and Fabian Lysel both had five. Okay. Cotton, I think, then in the series uh, has really, really 
been impressive with shots. His release, yeah. his puck getting through the net is uh, is 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 impressive. The first one was impressive to me because that was still a rolling puck that he was able to corral and get it quickly to the net. And for me, it's less about how hard and accurate the shot is. It's the quick release, getting it off to the net while the goalie's still transitioning. He does that so well. He does that. It's on and off his stick incredibly fast. Well, and he we, changes the angle really well. Yeah, I, I mean, remember, yeah. you know, Bowen Byram's last year in the league, uh, Alex Cotton led all WHL defensemen in points. Yeah. I, I mean, that's... He's got a pedigree. Yeah, he's a, he's a Detroit draft. And, you know, like Michael Dick said, these 20-year-olds are hoping for contracts. So uh, he uh, probably goes to the front of the line, too. <laughs> two goals, two assists for him tonight. And Lysel, Who's the highest-plus guy? Sorry, Greg, for Vancouver. Uh, plus four for a stop chuck, which should come as no surprise. Yeah, as he exactly. had a six-point game. Yeah, just, amazing. Just awesome stuff from this Giants team here tonight. Anything else to wrap no, up? No, this this is good. Look at really looking forward to that. Really, I you know what? I'm looking forward to that game so much tomorrow <laughs> in Everett. Why? I mean, see what happens, obviously, but because there's also a game Monday. Yeah. You know, uh, you you want to weave those games together. We we did this in our pregame show. We weave the first three together. Yeah. Now you got a game tonight. And again tomorrow, and then we'll weave those together to set up on the game on Monday. Just just an exciting time of year. <laughs> it's turning into the must-watch series of this first round yeah, it in is. the WHL, which, hey, we love it. <laughs> it means more eyes on us. And the Giants walking away after an 11-6 to win, they'll take all the eyes they can get. Greg, can you tell real quick how many series ended tonight? Uh, I'm not is, sure if I can. Is, is it obvious on no, there? No, it's not yeah. obvious, but there will be no Kamloops to, uh, put away Spokane after their 3 Okay, so that win. that's over. Uh, and, uh, just in, and Prince Albert lost. And as Prince well. Albert they're lost. Out. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're out. Right? At least two of them are are, are done for the year. Yeah, uh, Edmonton is is obviously they. I think they've won. Winnipeg. Seattle I mean, beat Kelowna. Yeah, in that's what. That's the one I wanted. Yeah, tonight four three in, in Seattle in overtime. Yeah, just a little too much for Kelowna. I, you know, I was asked a couple times on other networks about mm-hmm. uh, what I thought of mm-hmm. of that series and. And I thought whole mice would be a difference in that Kelowna-Seattle uh, series. Yeah, not much of an overtime. Minute 20 in, Matthew Rempe. The big guy, the 6'9 guy. Third of the series gives Seattle the win over Kelowna. Have you seen him? Have you worked the game that Seattle's been here? I have not. Greg, he's 6'9". He's a wonderfully <laughs> mobile forward. Really? He's signed by the New York Rangers. Usually Zach Ostopchuk put him out here with a with a one punch, knocked him down. Wow. It was over. That fight was over. I'm just happy to hear a six nine forward because most of the time those guys get typecast straight to defensemen. But you want to see more of those tall, big, big, tough forwards. It's nice to see, and he gets the winner for Seattle. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. He was he was drafted by New York at about 200 pounds, and I think he's like 240 now. Wow. And it's it it hasn't affected his skating one bit. Would it's, not want to run into that. He's, he's a good speed. skater, I tell you. He's been suspended four times this year. I mean, he's a physical guy, yeah. and but you know, people walked out of this building that night. I think it was a, it was a. I know it was a Vancouver loss, but boy, everybody was talking about the one punch. I mean, they threw good ones back and forth, and all of a sudden, Zach yeah. one, and the big guy went down. Down oh. goes Frazier. <laughs> big night for Ostopchuk here tonight as well. I know what the three thousand one hundred and twelve fans walking out of the rink tonight are talking about. Most yeah. likely about his performance, or Fabian Lysel, or any of the How Giants. Many, I, the I lost goals. track of Lysel's points tonight. He only had two goals. He had no yeah, assists okay. in this one, which is a little surprising for him. But it's good that other guys took, you know, took over. And, yeah. yeah. I mean this. Yeah. I mean it's it's a one point, uh, or it's a one line team to this point doing most of the damage for both teams. 
Hootenin, that's the last question I'm going to ask sure. you. I thought he, Vancouver did a pretty good job on him, period number yep. two. I, I did not think he was as noticeable. What kind of night did he have? He kept him to four shots and only one assist. There you on go. The night. That and was massive. And a penalty. He took a penalty. So Four shots. You need, uh, you need to suppress their top guys the way they did and let your top guys run wild. And they certainly did tonight with Ostopchik, Lysel, and Cotton just... Running all over the place. Fun, good. What a game. What a night for all the fans here at the LEC. And what a night if you were listening or watching from home. 11-6, to 6, the final score. Yes, I'll repeat that again. 11-6, to 6, the Vancouver Giants win game five against the Everett Silvertips. What a night. And they send it back to Everett. Series tied 2-2. Thanks for listening. For Dan O'Connor and Bill Wilms, Justin Moore sit back at the Sportsnet 650 Studios. I'm Greg Ballack saying thanks for listening. This has been White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650.